0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 119 of the JV Club with my special guests, Paul and Storm. Always exciting to have uh, a pair in and um, we actually are recording at the the uh, Nerd Melt uh, podcast studio because uh, for one change, I'm going to allow them to have each their own microphone. So that's very exciting. Big stuff happening at uh, the JV Club, guys. Big technological stuff happening. Um, I am uh, just going to throw out some shout-outs and, I, and, and keep it simple um, on, on this episode uh, intro because um, I have so many shout-outs to catch up on, but I do want to remind people that they can check out You're the Worst on Thursdays at 10.30 and new episodes of Cora on Fridays at 7, FX and Nickelodeon, respectively. Um, and very excited about Comic-Con. I'm doing a million things there, including Thrilling Adventure Hour, Night Vale crossover, panels, Podcast podcast panels for Nerdist and Cora panel on signing and Possibly some stuff I'm forgetting. Um, so, okay, uh, as far as shout outs go, I want to thank for uh, their uh, Nerdist comments Sydney, PJ, Todd, Grim, Lala, Bandy Pants, always fun to say that, and Stell. Um, and Stell, you had a really interesting point about Paul G. Martin's episode, and I'm going to get back to you that uh, via Nerdist on that, but thanks for your comment. PJ, Hannah, Scott, Tress, Sydney, and Joseph, um, thank you for your your Facebook comments. Uh, same with Allie, who I met at Connecticon, and uh, Christian. Kelly um, for your suggestion on a boys of, Co- of summer possibility I'm working on it uh, Alexander and Brooke and Stephanie um, for your Facebook comments and then for your personal emails god I got so many great ones guys I just want to shout out Alana Caitlin Charles cat um Charles, uh, I just said Delani, um, Stephen, Greg, Laura, Nina, Doug. Uh, thank you guys so much. Um, I really, really appreciate the the kind and wonderful things you've 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 said on the on these emails. And uh, and that's it. I'm going to get right into the episode. And uh, I wish you guys a very nice week. Thanks. Now entering Nerdist.com.
1: We're we're really here for you. We are here for you. We
0: could really shit the bed. That's not
2: uh, that's not an, in, an assurance or any sort of encouragement when we say we are here for you.
0: <laughs> You're just literally. <laughs>
1: we're here. Yeah, we're here. We are here. We are here, and cast. we're here for you.
0: Doesn't feel supportive at all. No.
1: We will probably laugh at you. Uh, Good, that's Good. Kind, kind of our thing. But okay.
0: people like.
2: Me. I plan to pretty much be monosyllabic. And unhelpful. Okay. Okay. I'm going to totally Billy Bob Thornton this shit. Oh
0: my God. I finally heard that interview. Oh, are amazing. levels okay, Aristotle? It's amazing. Okay. I fi- yeah. Hey. I, fi- I finally heard it. I didn't.
2: Oh, yeah. I really, heard
0: it. And uh,
2: it's really something.
0: It really made me wish I could unhear it. Yeah. Because I do enjoy him so much. Yeah. And to it be made fair, me want to shoot him in the face.
1: The host, Gian, is a bit of an instigator. So yeah. even though he he did only say, mentioned the fact that. He is Billy Bob Thornton, the actor. Yeah. That that's pretty clear with um, his PR people. That like it's a fiction, sure. It's kind of yeah. hard to ignore that. Yeah. Um, and he just would not ignore that.
0: Yeah. So yeah. he really was coached like well, so to, specific. It's so hard though. To, uh, I don't know. my
2: understanding of it is he, he he said he wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. And Gian mm. just brought it up in a introduction of him. And just the fact that he mentioned it at all really set him off. Set off Billy Bob Thornton, and I get the sense that it doesn't take a lot to set Billy Bob Thornton.
0: <laughs> Probably very right. Well, why don't we just ask him now, Billy Bob? <laughs> is the amazing, amazing, <laughs> subtle <laughs> oh, intro of someone. Yeah. That's right. It is. <laughs> yeah.
2: It is Tuesday, so Billy Bob's getting
1: getting the new round of comics. That's well, the right. most uncomfortable part was his side men during that
0: interview. Oh when yeah, they because to they just come seem in. like nice guys who are mm-hmm, like super. Mm-hmm. That's where. That's the problem. Are we recording, by the way? I have no official uh, beginning, so I might we might as well just... I'll just start this somewhere. Um, wherever I goddamn well feel like it. Uh, but yeah, that, it's so hard when someone is trying to... Like, you sort of feel like they're both jerks, and then the only nice people are the band, because you feel so much sympathy for them, just being like... Would, well, like,
2: would you ask Tom Petty that question? <laughs> well, yeah, if he suddenly started acting.
0: Yeah, yeah I would ask him if,
2: <laughs> if acting was his first love. I
0: know... But you get it. You sort of get, like I've. I mean, yeah. You, I just identify enough with yeah. him to almost be okay with it. But then, like the way that he deals with it yeah. is the opposite of what. Yeah. I feel so maybe doing.
1: the career that you have isn't the one that you imagine your identity to be. Right. But the yeah. fact is,
0: you've been successful
1: with that. And yeah. You shouldn't and, just suddenly and, try to. Psh, yeah. And maybe cut pitching
2: a fit like a five-year-old <laughs> is not the best way. <laughs> To deal with that situation,
1: yeah. not for most things. There yeah. are some things, but very few. Yeah.
0: Well, it's funny that we would uh, that we would sort of start out our our conversation this way because, of course, you guys, um, one of the most successful paper paper doll manufacturers. Uh, in the country. Everyone we, knew we you for your paper doll. We said before we started this
2: interview that we were not going to be discussing the paper doll that, but I understand that,
0: but from my perspective and from our listeners' perspective, you know, I have, I would say 99% of my listeners are uh, paper doll enthusiasts. So they know you so as... So our
1: music is um, about oh, love. Now, it
0: listen, is about love. What, Janet, I, I actually think that's kind
2: of a stupid question, Janet, and I think you're stupid for asking
1: it. And uh, can we just please now, stick to talking, talking about Ramp? Am now, I talking
0: to music, Paul, right now, or am I talking to paper doll, Paul? I don't even know <laughs>
1: Now, when I pick up my guitar, I am thinking about only guitar and nothing else. I can't even think of anything else I might be thinking about. Oh I'm only thinking my. about guitars.
0: That's very zen.
1: Yeah, it's a zen thing. It's completely
2: zen. Did you
0: ever read Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? I
2: didn't. I had the book sitting on my bookshelf. My brother read it, and I borrowed it from him, and it sat on my bookshelf literally for 10 years. Yeah. It was, you know, uh, the, the, the shelf of books that you should read oh, and should yes. get around to. Yes. There's plenty of those. Yes. Like, the I, you know, I never, I've never read, uh, I've read like the first three chapters of the Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah. and I've never made it past that.
0: I don't even know if I got that far.
1: Yeah. The thing is, it's not It's not a good book. I'm just going to go ahead and say Lord, Lord of the Rings. is not a good book. It's a great story.
0: I just lost 50% of my <laughs> life. <list>. It's, it's <laughs> a
1: great story, but it is not a great
0: book. Yeah.
1: It's not a compelling book. But did book.
0: that mean that you've read all of them?
1: I don't even remember. Yeah. That's 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 how that's how yeah. poor a book it is. Do
0: you feel I feel like there are so many books like that that are sort of in the canon of Books you can have enough conversations about that perhaps you know like I I don't think I ever read Moby Dick but I feel like I yeah I, I, I feel like I refer to yeah, it as yeah. like you know I reference it whale. as if yeah mm-hmm. I mean it was very it was very Moby Dick esque yeah I mean, like, <laughs> very Melville really very very, very Melville yes. yeah we all have our white whale never read it I don't know <laughs> I get a vague idea that it might be about searching for something Actually, I
2: think it's about uh, penises oh. <laughs> whale penises well. Whale-like penises.
1: (laughs) Metaphorical whale penises. And
2: literal whale penises, yeah.
1: I remember the only thing I remember, I remember I did read it for a class in junior high. The only thing I remember is we skipped like three chapters of it. When the, really? when the yeah. teachers
2: skip in chapters, you oh, know that there's no. a lot of filler in that they, shit. Yeah, no they told kidding. us it's
1: because it's all about sort of the whaling process and mm-hmm. that that wasn't important for some reason in this book about hunting you know whales. Who took a
0: page from that is uh, the girl with a dragon tattoo writer who could, would do like 30 pages of like, this is how international stocks and finances work.
1: Yeah. And I understand that. Like a lot of books, some of the interest is they're, they're showing you a world that you've never seen about it or you're curious about, like Tom Clancy novels, sort of yeah. learning the intricacies of how mm-hmm. this air to, to air to sea to air and back to the sea system <laughs> <to Yeah>. works. <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing, it gives yeah. you a window into it. But even, right. you know, some,
2: it, it's sort of the nerd cliche, but the George R. R. Martin novels, we make fun of it in one of our songs, how, you know, every meal there's six pages yeah. de- describing an intricate detail, what was uh, served, yeah. and then there's three pages on the various sigils and the various types of armor and the layers yeah. of armor that somebody's wearing. And, it, you know, I guess it's about world building. I, I think it just works better in for some authors and in some contexts than others. Yeah,
1: well, I actually love that. Like, I can make fun of it, but at the same time, it is deep. And why the Tolkien books are great is that he has built out this world that is so deep that it's literally spawned, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and half the things that are oh God, nerd now. Is that now. true?
0: I'm so embarrassed. Like, How can I be sitting in Meltdown and not know that... Well, not directly. It, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: But that whole, in the 60s, was when um, the Lord of the Rings that was really picked up culturally, like Led Zeppelin, all the, the references was because that was huge in the yeah. culture, in the counterculture. And... You could sort of trace a line from that to Dungeons and Dragons, where people were fascinated with this deep world where all this mythology was taken from these different corners and brought together. um, And they wanted to play it out. So there you have it. Let's get some dice. Let's create some rules. This this has been Janet Vardy and Paul and Storm on Fantasy Half Hour Podcast. (laughs) Uh, No, But
0: I am interested because... It is something that, and I'd love to know. You know, I mean, did you guys play when you were younger? Did you play when you were, yeah, a little bit, Uh,
2: not not nearly as much as I should have given given my nerd cred.
0: Because that's something that I was always just peripheral enough. Mm -hmm. Like some people didn't know what it was or heard about it not at all, and I definitely had friends who played it, but have literally never sat down. And like talked about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think of it as Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Like that seems like a lot. <laughs> uh, dungeons
2: weren't enough for you. Could be Dungeons
0: or Dragons. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I so I do have a curiosity about that because it is something that is that is like just peripheral peripheral enough that I I was like that's not for me. I don't think. But I like I don't know. Maybe it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. I was not given. To say it's over. But
1: I was given the and I think this is very common for Dungeons and Dragons. Given the red box by an uncle. I don't even. Know the red box is the like the Dungeons and Dragons set would come in this red box that had several books in it and some sheets that you It was like the character basic it was the introductory it was a starter, kit, starter, starter kit okay basically. a starter kit like you could play Dungeons and Dragons just with everything in this box and it had the dragon and it was all archaic and there was magic-y things on it and um I don't think my uncle had any idea what it was, but it was like, "Oh, my my nephew, he has an imagination and probably <laughs> my, likes Like my nephew's an indoor kid, he'll yeah, like exactly. this."
3: <laughs> exactly. It was you the go. gift for
1: indoor kids, there and you there go. were other kids that had also been given this box at the same time by people who had no idea what it was. Okay. And it did appeal because there were movies like um well, all those great movies that aren't coming to mind right now, but <laughs> it was in the culture, um it was just neat to be able to play out these fantasies. Yeah. I know we well, didn't did you play read,
0: I know you did I mean, we, we talked about, obviously, that not being maybe the best set of books, even though they're the most famous. But did you read science fiction stuff?
1: Big time for yeah, me. Yeah, like
0: Piers Anthony. That feels very Dungeons & Dragons. A little adjacent. bit. Adjacent. A little
1: bit. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. My parents had a huge shelf that was mostly full of sci-fi and fantasy, and I would just read from like age seven, whatever it was. Of course, I didn't get it all. I mean, Dune at age eight. I probably Same. wasn't getting everything Same. out of it. Yeah. But yeah, that was part of it, too. What um, about you, Paul?
2: I actually did not uh, read a whole lot of sci-fi fantasy growing up. Uh, I was uh, I I dabbled in a lot of things and it's not that I didn't like it but I didn't uh, it just for whatever reason it didn't grab me at the time I I wasn't compelled to uh, to I I wasn't reading so much then anyway I was a m- music nerd growing okay. up I was like band and my choir God. Would and it
0: would be it so amazing if we had like the weird revelation on my podcast where you're like honestly I was a bit of a grease monkey I was yeah. just outside working on my <laughs> you dad's I car was, uh, and I, then was, I took a weird turn I was and...
2: an outside linebacker for three years on my high school varsity <laughs> football team and I didn't really uh, well, we can go to all the keggers
0: you <laughs> be Like age 14 I was buried so deep in pussy guys I don't <laughs> know I'm like, what <laughs> I, oh, I'm uncomfortable get out I, did, I didn't have have a hand
2: free for reading because <laughs>
0: so
2: there was a cute. vagina on each one of them.
0: <laughs> I thought of them as mittens, huh? <laughs> well, oh boy, boys of summer. God, I don't talk like this when I'm just doing ladies. Wow. So. I know. Are we getting oh, in trouble my now? my gosh. Also, I-, I should say, guys, uh, that we are at the nerdest. Um, nerd melt meltdown i don't ever know what to call it but we are upstairs at meltdown uh recording this because for those of you who listen to the podcast regularly you know that i i just have two mics so in the past when i've had two people on my podcast uh, they have to share a, a mic sharing, and they're just yeah. sitting on my couch passing the mic back and forth oh, and like an
1: ice cream cone
0: yeah i mean it really is
1: we could have sat together like the
0: beatles uh, you could have sat like the beach okay <laughs> <laughs> um today on the shitty accents with paul and storm <laughs> and janet Ooh, i just lost the other i, I would say i lost 20 25% more. So we're left with <laughs> yeah. 25% probably gotta, all still papered all. You got to
1: work on your craft there. I Janet. really do. Right. If you lose the Lipper really li- li- Pudlians, you have nothing.
0: It's so true. But yeah, so we're here. And uh, and I know I always say when I don't do the podcast somewhere where there's like a rug that I'm just lying on. Or <laughs> it's a very snuggly podcast. I was going to say, it always so, sounds like
2: you've got... Not intimate. to infantilize you, but I always imagine that either right next to you or lying on... Underneath you, or certainly nearby, is one of those really big stuffed animals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, but but like a not one you just shitty one you get at the fair,
1: but like a quality
2: one that you bought.
0: Steif, like yeah, yeah. You ordered online from Germany, whose neck I stroke affectionately. It's
1: got sapphire eyes.
0: I mean, that's not true, but it kind of would fit in my den (laughs) if you're looking for a good Christmas gift you guys should go in and it's it's like it's noted
2: I could have gotten a beanbag chair but instead I just got the really big fucking basset hound
0: yeah no beanbags for me that's too impersonal I know right Um, you can never get up off of them I can't really talk to a (laughs) beanbag you know And I'm lonely but yeah so I feel there is a feeling of first of all I feel like I'm doing someone else's podcast like I feel like Mm. I'm maybe a guest on yours which is weird and two I never have an entry. I have a very handsome young man I just met named Aristotle. (laughs) Um, So I wonder if I'm, like, peacocking a little bit. That's right. I've liked, like... Ha- hands buried in pussy As a matter of that's fact, not something
3: i would say in front of my dog. Can, can we make that a my thing house? <laughs> Is,
2: would, could that become like a like a phrase like oh god i got my hands buried in pussy this week man <laughs> but it doesn't mean you're having lots of sex it means
1: something <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm so busy yeah. i'm yeah. burdened lay off good, man i got pussy mittens it's i am good. yeah. <laughs> it's
0: good I am, i'm sorry i respectfully uh, withdraw i apologize i didn't realize you were so I'm busy i'm so yeah. buried
2: in poon this week man
0: yeah oh god yeah, guys, dirty minds. Come on. We're not yes. talking about that. We're talking about life. Yes, life please. stuff. Let's oh, talk yeah. about important Work things. Work stuff, career stuff. Dungeons and booty. I did bring some sparkling water with me just in case uh people were worried that I wasn't going to at least burp once. though. <laughs> um, gotta, I was gotta, worried. Gotta I've, been, I've I've been on tenterhooks waiting to fulfill that quota. Okay, so but so you were a music nerd and uh I was. and you weren't reading that bald. much. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. That's always hard. Too. Should, should like, we? Yeah, I suppose when... we should
2: identify. This is Paul speaking right now for your I mean, future that's reference, so, awkward. so you can oh. go back and listen to the original. Or ten one
0: minutes. Of you could do like a falsetto. Huh? Uh- Okay. No, I can't. I can't do that
1: today. I've lost I, my falsetto. I um,
0: could do more accent. Perfect. That won't be distracting in any way. This Especially is more French accent. If you could see that Paul's also sort of moving his shoulder. I'm doing my like Winnie the weird... Pooh about to get honey <laughs> That's dance. <right.
1: laughs> That's because you got the you got the pussy mittens it. on today. Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> you really do. Um, okay, so what music were you nerding out of? I
2: was uh, I was in band and choir all through junior high and high school, our, our school district had a really great music program and a really shitty theater program.
0: Oh, and where's this? And
2: this is in uh, north of Philly, okay. about a half hour north of Philly, just suburbs, uh, eastern Pennsylvania. And uh, I had always, like, there was always sort of the, gee, this acting thing seems kind of cool thing floating around in the side of my brain, but because... There was really no, you know, it was all the shit. Our our high school did Greece two years in a <laughs> row. <laughs> That's how fucking lazy the That's guy who ran so the theater sad. department it was. The
0: worst. Oh, no. Stick with
2: what you know. And then they yeah. finally che- that was like was my. Was there a
0: repeat of actors too, or is it? Just uh, like
2: there all? was a certain repeat I don't think they had the same leads necessarily, yeah. but that it was, it was my sophomore and junior year. The high school high school did Greece, and wow. then to change it up in the senior year, Oklahoma, which oh. all the kids love. Like that's the, you know, that's the level of laziness that was going on there. They just didn't give a shit. And like the high school next to us was Truman High School. Which is regionally famous Like they have this Incredible theater department And this guy ran it For 30 years Who uh, got featured In the New York Times When he retired oh They were the first High school to do The high school adaptation Of Rent sure. First high school to do I think the adaptation Of Into the Woods Like they yeah. were really Doing great shit
0: When you say next to Do you literally like, mean d- Next to her? Yeah there was, <laughs> Four <laughs> feet weird. away That's a, weird
2: Attached to his house yeah. <laughs> No it was, the, it was the Neighboring school district Yeah uh, but anyway, so so I I never really got too much into the theater thing, even though it was kind of a thing I I thought I wanted to do. So instead, I creatively expressed myself through all of the you know choir and concert band and jazz band and marching band and and all of that thing. So
0: I and would, the, and so the the D and D stuff sounds like you were just so busy you didn't have time to yeah roll, I, roll well, the I, die. I, I had a yeah we,
2: I had a few friends who sort of did that kind of thing, but none of us were sort of hardcore.
1: I mean, that, that brand of nerd. And
0: also, is that an easy thing to dabble in? Isn't that kind of like you're in or you're out, sort of? No, it's Feels dabbleable. It wasn't it the only okay. thing we
1: did, and we didn't do it properly. Like, there are a lot of rules to play the game properly, and you you just would sort of do it like, you know, if you were out playing tag, you'd play it how you want to play. Sure, okay. So it was not a hardcore. There were certainly those people, and I always imagined they lived out in, you know, here, in L.A. There, yeah. were, there were all these awesome, nerdy kids who just had these very complicated dungeons and dragons lives but not where I lived that, yeah. you know we were we were not for for the full thing
0: Did you pick and I really I will let this go in a second but did you <laughs> do you pick one character that you stay with always or do you are you do, or someone like okay this time I'm a When you're a playing it properly at elf? least back then I,
2: I think you would you pick a character and the idea was he would you'd gain experience points and you'd level him up and he'd get more and more powerful or she would get more and more powerful Uh, and you try to keep
1: that character alive. I don't think you had to exclusively play it all the time. Yeah, we would have a couple of characters we would run, and that was the thing, is to sort of develop them and the dungeon master would create these adventures so you could level up your character. But it was okay. fun to sort of put on different clothes.
0: And Storm, who were you drawn to?
1: What characters? The magic-y stuff. The fighters just seemed like jerks to me. Uh-huh. It's like, why do I want to Why do I want to be that? Yeah. The thing that, that... The tormentor. Not that I was... But
0: too. certainly some kids, I'm sure, were like, I finally get to be them. <laughs> <you know, laughs> the who
1: has the sword now? It's me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. I will smite thee the way I've been smite, yeah. smitten so many times. So
0: you weren't an angry...
1: You weren't an angry D and d player. No, not at all. Sweet,
0: gentle magic. <laughs> no, I, I had my moves. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cast bunny. <laughs> no, yeah, I kicked ass in my own way. We yeah. all had our, our things that we did. But no. Like your, your magic user was an incredible dancer. <laughs> yeah. not, not so much. Fierce. It was uh, an opportunity to express my weirdness okay. in, a, in a safe space. All right, so, And where was this for you? Uh, this was in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. If you've ever heard okay. uh, Patton Oswalt, I'm trying to remember which, which album of it is, where you were in Washington, D.C. at the time when Fugazi and the punk scene was happening on, but it might as well have been happening in Australia.
0: Yeah, you're yeah. in these suburbs, yeah. and it had
1: nothing to do with you. That was the dangerous place where all the bad kids go, or whatever it was. That's where people go to smoke. That's right. That's right. It's down to Washington D.C.
0: <laughs> Once you cross that border into Washington D.C. proper, oh yeah, you light it up. They hand you a
2: pack of Benson and Hedges. That's
0: right. Did you have a sense of the? This is, and this is coming from the curiosity of like. <clears throat> you know, the this, this southwestern city of Tucson, which does not feel particularly patriotic. Okay. <laughs> but, like, you know, East Coast is already so different, I think, from West Coast sensibility. And then on top of that, I'm always interested, when people are from the D.C. area, mm-hmm. if you have this like, sort of, like more like a, like a thicker disdain for sort of like government USA? I'm saluting right now. Um, <laughs> or do you have sort of a more participative sense of it? Like, well, a lot of people are in, in government and like, as a young person, I feel more involved or more motivated to be involved.
1: Um, I'm both more realistic and cynical, but also I feel I am weirdly patriotic. I'm not jingoistic about yeah. it, but the Washington Post was my hometown newspaper and Their specialty, of course, with politics. So you see all the details of it, and actually get very annoyed with most movies and television that come out about Washington, just because it is just so wrong. Yeah, and that is what people
0: on the inside say too. Yeah,
2: the cliche is that DC is basically Hollywood for ugly people. And it is—it's shameful how true that is. Yeah, like it's all the politics and backbiting and back dealings and and intricacies of the entertainment industry.
0: Like so much networking and so yeah. many sort yeah. of. Like, this is the bar we go to after work because so and so might be there, like yeah. that kind of thing.
1: Although I'm I'm the son of bureaucrats. They work for different departments of the government, so to me it wasn 't government wasn 't politics, government was government, and that 's really very true and that 's sort of being challenged today that you know there shouldn 't be this government that is this this um, this continuum that provides stability. To me, that's sort of what it was. It's okay. This is a government that's sort of this machinery that chugs along, and it's not the the pictures of politicians and all of that stuff.
0: Yeah. So what about, like, student government for both of you? Was there... <laughs> did you... There was any... I was... Oh.
1: Uh, I was selected in second grade to be part of student <laughs> government, and Wonderful. it was the thing where it was... Your peers would say, who do you think should be your representative? And what do second graders know? Ah, <laughs> Greg. Yeah. My name was still Greg back then. Uh-huh. Greg should be in it. And... I remember I missed the first, the second meeting and all you had to do at that point was just show up for the meetings. In Second grade, there's not a lot of responsibility. Know, what
2: were, you so busy you know? doing? were you impeached? Uh, did they march you off on a on uh, air air marine one? They yeah. sort
1: of did, or they brought me back to the class. And I remember the the deep sense of shame, and I have not thought about this in years. It was palpable. Oh because... man, this is
2: what I love about JB Club. <laughs> Here we go to the moment of the deep sense I mean,
1: of
0: shame. Not that I intend to root around for the shame and darkness, but if no, I love to wall- I love Stroking to wallow in shame.
3: <laughs>
1: oh. No, because I had been sent on this mission to represent my fellow students to do nothing right. except go to this meeting and when I showed back up because I had been late it was like wow your peers who said you're the one who's going to represent <laughs> us you screwed it up you couldn't even yeah. show up to a meeting on time
0: well so and Thus, I can only assume you would never run for office since that trauma.
1: For a lot of other reasons, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no just, no, just that. Yeah, I, I instantly gained a great disdain for any any power structures, and generally ran towards the thing that other people weren't doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Were you good students, though? Both of you? I was
2: I was one of those annoying kids who it, it always came easily. And as such, I always, and to this day, frankly, have a really shitty work ethic mm. because I never had I to work very hard to to get it A's. It is, is and, tough, huh? Yeah. I
0: do feel a little weird about that because when I talk to people who are like, yeah, I went to a really tough Catholic high school. It's very challenging. You know, I feel like I got a great education. I don't know that I lean, like, I don't know that I lean on that part of the conversation very often about the kind mm-hmm. of work ethic that it establishes. But I've certainly said before, and I'm sure we'll say again. Yeah. I'm saying right now uh, <laughs> that it that it is hard when you if you're a bright student and you're not particularly challenged. It's great because you can sort of get good grades and then have other interests or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's true that it didn't really instill in me the sort of like fail till you succeed thing. It mm-hmm. was more just like, well, stuff's supposed to be easy, right? And if it's hard, yeah, oh, stay yeah.
2: away. Yeah, I was very I was very much like that, and again, kind of still am to this day, where like I don't like to take on things that are difficult yeah. and don't come very quickly. Uh, you know, I mean, the music thing it turned out I was good at it, yeah. and did it all all through high school and did well. But I really wish. I mean, it sounds, I sound like such an asshole saying this, but I wish <laughs> I hadn't been as good as I was because I never really had to work and I never challenged myself. And I, w- you know, looking back, I really wish I would have challenged myself to say, learn piano. Yeah. Or really be a better musician than I ended up being.
0: Well, I think um, that's the point, right? Is I can identify with that. I don't think you sound like an asshole because what you're really saying is, when you say, I wish I weren't as good as I was, what you're really saying, I wish I would have known how good I could have been. Exactly. Right? And that's how we all feel unless yeah. we're pushed and it's, to but the it, brink. I feel like, it. I mean, even worse than that, because
2: I I think I was self-aware enough at the time to say, you know, I could put in this work, and I really could be pretty fucking good at this, but nah, because, yeah. you know, my my show is <laughs> going to be on in half an hour, and I really didn't want anything to interrupt my seven hours of television every yeah. day.
0: so you're a TV kid also. Oh my
2: God, did I love television. What about you, Storm? Still do, it, still to this
1: day. I did, as a kid, um, but books were the thing where I disappeared into the most.
0: What? So what were you... Um really excited about reading it doesn't i'm not i'm not pinning you to sci-fi and stuff like that
1: no what it was sci-fi yeah. like i read did c- you read
0: ray bradbury uh, shout the, out to my favorite uh, author. yes
1: a lot of Ray bradbury <laughs>
0: word up ray yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah. much love um heinlein and asimov i ripped through everything of asimov um not his scientific papers i didn't go <laughs> quite that deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: you didn't go you didn't go that deep
1: okay. i didn't go that deep i'm not a true asimov nerd i guess not um i remember the um and then the whole Anne McCaffrey um Dragon Rider series remember reading that um, the Frank Herbert stuff any, Yeah. anything everything Arthur C Clarke just everything it's
0: funny i don't and, and you didn't really get into that stuff I i'm didn't excited really. to talk to you about tv in a second though yeah oh sure but, uh, but what i was going to say is um another opportunity to just nerd out over a Bradbury but i think what's funny for me is i didn't have i did read all the dune books but um I didn't have a lot of, like, the fantasy stuff never really grabbed me. The sci-fi stuff kind of did, but, like, I was really particular about it. Like, I tried Mm -hmm. Heinlein. I didn't really get into him. I tried Asimov. I didn't get that into him, but I was so obsessed with Ray Bradbury, you'd think that I would have gone a little further outside. And I did read a lot of Arthur C. Clarke, too. Mm -hmm. But this is my question to you about those other um, authors that you were describing. What I love about Bradbury and what I loved about Arthur C. Clarke, um, both though honestly to a lesser extent, was how incredibly like human and emotional the sci-fi yeah. was, right? Yeah. Which is like what's kind of the greatest thing about sci-fi and why, like even Carl Sagan and the actual world of astronomy is so interesting. But I really feel like, like Ray Bradbury, like they threw him into sci-fi because mm-hmm. Like where else are you going to put him? Because he was so fascinated by the future and space, and he did—he was into kind of predictive stuff. Yeah. Where you go, wow, he was super right. Just like mm-hmm. a lot of those yeah. writers were. But then so much of it too was just about like. Like the longings of the human heart, and sort of you know, like what if this was a thing? Or or here's mm-hmm. a weird dream this guy has. It's like, well, that's not mm-hmm. well, sci-fi. That... That's just like magic, weird kind well, of like like a, the... something. Wicked as we could this way come. Sorry,
1: they didn't have the term back then. Speculative fiction, which yeah. sort of puts it in a basket. And I've actually been thinking about this lately. The difference between sci-fi and fantasy. And I'm the same way. I've been more drawn to sci-fi. The fantasy stuff was what I read when you know, sci-fi wasn't appearing on my parents' shelves. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, I'll, I'll read this now. But that it seems to me like science fiction is generally less emotional and about characters and, you know, and meaning in that way. And it's, it slides towards fantasy, which seems to be much more about emotional engagement. Um, and that, that's not a hard and fast thing. I um, think I was talking with John Scalzi about this. Um, how, why is it that a book like, um, nice name drop, by the way. <laughs> yeah, good. I was just talking with my close personal <laughs> friend John
2: Scalzi about this the other day. In one of our many conversations well, we have about that, the state of, edit. I was yeah. talking with this guy
0: <laughs> yeah. about my buddy. things. You're, if you were that cool, you wouldn't even remember. His I was name. talking about this dude,
1: John, some
0: dude, yeah. But
1: like a, a series like um, Patrick Rothfuss's Name of the Wind, people become so engaged with that and oh, really office like yeah. he
0: came and did Sorry, I oh, got yeah. excited for a second now we're named right now i'm Yay, named yeah, drawing the festival now, we've it all came it all together even
1: up. yeah um but people are so avid about him as an author and um the sort of things fan art and just the level of love and engagement versus most sci-fi authors which people people love but it's a different thing it's mm-hmm. like yeah i like the way you told that story and not oh i wish i could be character X and right, I imagine right. that I am that Yeah, and that um, it's just a difference in storytelling and how you're engaging the readers but I, found, I was drawn to both for whatever they were doing yeah. um, and not there are only two types but anyone who could build a world in any way was interesting
0: to me did you hear that? This American Life was it about the the person who tracked down? Was it Pierce Anthony or was it some other? Oh, this is classic Varney. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me mention a thing I don't remember very well, and see if someone can pick up the pieces after I've shattered my story. Uh, no, somebody just was was someone was it as a Salinger? young person, and it was not for sure not JD Salinger. I th- I almost thought it was Pierce Anthony, but if it wasn't him, it was another very serial like he made a million of mm-hmm. these books. Some kid like ran away from home and ran and found ran to found that this author, author oh, and wow. the author like let him spend the night or something like that you know he said sort of you're like, the man
2: now dog yeah
0: yeah I mean it was I think it was very because everyone loved Finding Forrester <laughs> oh
2: didn't we all the trailer oh my god <laughs> <Because> so robbed <laughs> so robbed at the Oscars oh, of 19 whatever oh, year that was
0: I don't know no, and what about the the uh, tv that you're into oh you god like i I just i watched
2: it all if it was on i was watching it you I didn't was, have
0: like the discerning snob no taste of a i was an, i was a way.
2: tv omnivore i mean i liked comedies yeah more than anything else certainly i you know i'd watch all the shitty late 70s early 80s sitcoms you know bosom buddies uh perfect strangers Man, I can't believe I used to think Perfect Strangers was good.
0: Well, I feel like I stand by it, it. still. So, yeah.
2: oh this God. is
0: what I say it about so it. Awful. This is what I say about it. Yes, it is bad. I love my favorite things when someone starts a sentence and then makes everyone wait while they take a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it's clowning. It is. And, yeah, I, and that I approve of. Like, it's so <laughs> silly and so yeah. slapstick mm-hmm. and and yeah, it, it began is such an amazing clown like mm-hmm. his physical comedy and his yeah. sort of like his takes and stuff yeah I do respect they certainly that were, side they, were of it. they were
2: very archetypal straight man and 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 funny man yeah you know not really not that far removed from like Martin and Lewis not that we could have known it back then yeah. but if we
1: really want to ground this in some sort of we, we're gonna huh. really justify our enjoying perfect why that that begs a question that's an improper term um but why have, have clowns and the idea of clowning? How has that become such a pejorative thing as it seems to have?
0: That's a good question.
1: You mean on television or just in just generally? General? I mean, obviously, don't, sort I think of the clowns. Clown I think clown
2: clowns always have had like you know just sort of the idea of the clowns. Period. It, there's always been that seedy, you know, alcoholics sleeping in sawdust, Ringling Brothers, uh, Clyde Beatty, Cole Brothers circus kind of right. That's not the only it. type of clown, well, but you mean more sort of like the just the um, like the the slapsticky performance mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's actually yeah. I would say it has moved. As I say this, having uh, two daughters and having grown up, watched all this in the '90s, it moved over to Nickelodeon and then the Disney Channel.
3: Because
2: hmm. if you watch any of the really popular shows there, it's all very broad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of slapstick, uh, and I think that's just that's where you know the niche right. found itself. Uh,
1: and it moved off of the major networks because they couldn't compete. because yeah. the Marx Brothers really each of them fills a the role of what the classic clowns were. Mm-hmm. Not like Ringling Brothers, although it right. is. But there's like the boss clown, and there's the mm-hmm. the falling down clown. I don't remember what they all are. And, and there's they sort the of fit that Semitic so. clown, and-, <laughs> <laughs>
2: and the fourth clown who ah. nobody remembers. Yeah, that was that was very important in
0: in ah. medieval
1: Italy. That's
0: right. <laughs> That's right. That's fun, yeah. That, I, that was one thing about studying theater in schools, like finding the roots of some of that stuff. Where yeah. you're like,
1: oh, yeah. yeah.
2: But uh, but yeah, I devoured it all. I loved uh, I loved Carson. I, I did was born in 1970. Carson. I think we were both no, both born in 1970, right? So we grew up like you know 76 through 89 were our prime television watching years, and it was really a pretty incredible time period for television as far as that goes. Uh, but for me, especially like, it's not like I was staying up till one every night, but I really, I just thought Johnny Carson was the coolest, funniest guy I loved, You know, I, I learned a lot about how to handle when a joke bombs just watching <laughs> uh-huh. it. Like, yeah. That was when he was at his best. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I loved, I just loved the whole atmosphere of, like, I wanted to live on The Tonight Show. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to sit around, you know, here's all these cool people just dropping by, talking about stuff and being funny and smoking. Not that I wanted to smoke, but it seemed cool that they were all sitting sure. and smoking.
3: No, smoking On cool. TV.
2: And I loved, I loved the idea <laughs> exactly. of Southern California. Yeah. And, because, you know, when you're that young, you imagine all famous people know each other, and they just sit around and drink cocktails and are funny at each other which turns out is completely all day. true it totally is <laughs> <laughs> and i just loved everything about that i mean i love saturday night live too but there's you know there's a, a grittiness and sort of an aggression to east coast comedy especially of sort of that era yeah um to, you know to to oversimplify it but there was you know it was a different kind of enjoyment but i just i loved the the sort of the celebrityness mm-hmm. of of that whole you know the whole That's Carson so interesting. Thing.
0: I like your I, I mean, perspective I watched, on I lo- it. On I
2: love you know for the same reason I loved watching like Merv Griffin and Mike Douglas show when that was on. It was yeah. just sort of you know these old white dudes hanging out chatting
0: it's interesting <laughs> and being
2: famous yeah I, I wanted every bit of it
0: i don't feel like it i, I guess i like didn't have that i don't remember watching like the first time i felt like a late night show was for me was conan o'brien in college hmm. and i am younger than you guys but it's but even like letterman and leno or you know whoever's happening yeah. if you just like jump ahead a few years to when my prime right. years would be i think i just still wasn't like my dad definitely watched Letterman. I felt like that was his thing mm-hmm. i didn 't you know, um, and there was a lot of stuff I watched with my dad but um, but that that the late night, the late night stuff i didn 't really. I was just like, no, no no, no i don 't get it. Mm. I think yeah. um, but was, then Conan O 'Brien, I was like, well, oh, this is for me yeah yeah, yeah. i don 't know. What about you with late night?
1: I dabbled uh, <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't as in deep I did watch um. All the shows, uh, Tonight Show, I did in the, that era. I was more drowned, uh, drowned. I was drowned,
0: drowned <laughs> by television. Drowned. We all, I was. It all washed
1: were. over me. I was more yeah. drawn to to stuff that was weird. So did I you found like
0: Twilight Zone stuff. Love like Twilight that, yeah.
1: Zone, uh, the Muppet Show, extraordinarily sure. weird, and then Monty Python. I was yeah. one of the kids who was up late on Sunday yeah. nights eating. Peanut butter dipped in sugar from a spoon. Yeah.
2: Our, our whole generation, like, all we know of British culture growing up was Benny Hill and Monty Python. Yeah, like, we
1: can tell you who the the, the main ministers were in England <laughs> yeah. in 1969, but I couldn't tell you who our senator was.
0: That's great. Isn't that just how it should be? Oh, no, it's not <laughs> at all. Um, and, and this is the next question about sort of your interest in comedy is... You know, I have friends who, and I don't know that I was, I probably wasn't really this person, but even like in high school, who sort of already knew that they weren't just fans, they wanted to also be doing that. Were you guys there or were you sort of more where I was, which was like, I knew I was a huge fan of like Kids in the Hall, right. but um, I don't know that I took that to the next place in my brain. Like, well, I should, I should do yeah. comedy, even yeah. though I was doing theater, like I still didn't make that leap.
1: It happened accidentally, and I I think I speak for both of us that our path to becoming full time professional musicians and funny people was just entirely accidental. This hobby a cappella group that didn't start out being four laughs just became that. Just sort of like this is post college. Post college, early 90s. Um, Just looking back, it makes sense that both of us were always doing things that were musical and, and to some extent funny. And just eventually, it's like okay, this is where we're supposed to be. And you look around and say, okay, we're doing funny music. We're doing funny music.
0: Did you do funny? Did, not I mean. Did you do regular music in high school? I don't know if we got there yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. And and the theater thing, um, yeah, mostly um, like we didn't have a choir, choir, but there was a show choir, so did that. Learn jazz. What that? Hands. I don't know what that means. Show choir is like um, if you go to a a, a theme park, like proto, they have pro, Proto Glee.
0: Oh, okay. yeah, like, Today we're joined by the, yeah, okay.
1: So you take these popular songs or less popular songs and you do song and dance routines and okay. you're singing and dancing, basically. I don't basically... Know, I think
0: my school just had like a, maybe just a choir that yeah. you know, we that's take it what as an I, elective, but that was, you didn't do anything with it.
1: And that's what I had wanted to yeah. do, but they didn't have one, which is, is very weird. And it was run by the same woman who ran the theater department. And then um, I started my first acapella group in high school, just a couple of guys to do doo songs and all of that. Um, so yeah, that was always part of it. And in college, uh, looking back, it seemed like I actually majored in a cappella that I spent all of my time and energy and love on our college a cappella group. And the studying thing was something you just kind of had to do.
0: Yeah. That's so great that it's still something that it's not like you were partying and not paying attention to school. (laughs) Like you were actually, well, it
1: was part of it too. It was almost an alternate. It was a um, social scene. It was, it was an alternate Greek system. Like it. My, my college, University of Maryland, certainly had fraternities, but that seemed like, again, that was the the normal or the established thing to do. No, I'm going to go with this bunch of people and go beep and boop and bop.
0: I love beeping, booping and bopping. Uh, not so great.
1: much with the booping, but the beeping and the bopping. Well, yeah. You boop when you have to. Yeah, <laughs> <You gotta> change <laughs> it up. Change that's, it up with the like, booping. That's the problem
2: is to get the beeping and the bopping, you got to put uh, up with the booping. That's
1: right. Silver lining, that's, uh,
0: clouds, yeah. something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that,
1: that's, that's where having a good work ethic comes in. That's you can right. Get, get those I wouldn't know. Get yeah.
0: through those <laughs> boops. You can't skip past the boops. Paul, come on. I know. Lazy, I mean, I know this. I
2: don't have to like it. Yeah yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I think I was where you were as far as, like, I really enjoyed performing, and I loved attention, which is, it's not like I was ever denied it. I had this, I, I was, when we first talked about what you were going to have us on, I'm like, I'm going to be the least interesting JV Club oh, <laughs> guest ever, up. because I had an extremely normal, safe upbringing, I had no major trauma, no major... Uh, issues at school or, or anything like that. We've
0: had plenty of people who've just been like, no, that's listen, true. Did I, I, I was really yeah. lucky. I'm a, I'm very often surprised when something yeah. presents itself because I don't know most of the time in advance. Like, honestly, when sometimes when someone's like, and then I lost my mom, I'm like, oh,
1: Missed that one. Do
0: you want to talk about that? Do you <laughs> not want to talk about that? You know? Um, and I don't, and I do not, I don't necessarily subscribe to this idea that like the only way to be funny is to be broken. You know, right. that's yeah. something right. that like, Maybe I sort of, like, accept it as an umbrella, kind of mm-hmm. jokey thing that comics say. Mm-hmm. And then once, especially once I started doing the podcast, I was like, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I don't even know if that's true for me, you know? I don't know. I don't feel like I was, like, tormented.
1: <laughs> I do sort of feel sometimes, like, to be a performer of, of any sort, not just comedy, that there is some flaw that you, and you, I call it a flaw. Maybe it's not. It's a
2: hole you're trying to fill of some sort.
1: Yeah, or that, yeah, you have this need f- for outside approval. Yeah. And it I think it's only a flaw if you allow it to be. If you put it to constructive use, then it's not. Yeah. Um
0: that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh
2: so but yeah, I like I loved performing and I loved doing all that, but I never quite I mean I knew it was a potential career choice to make. And I think I may have sort of vaguely entertained it back in the high school days, but I don't think I ever made the full connection. Like this is a viable thing I can try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. It was you know was the easier path just to sort of do the things I was already good at and established at. Yeah. Um, that said, I went to college. I. I I feel like I'm one of the few people I know that, that claims to feel like they've done college right. Like I went to, <laughs> we had a large high school.
0: Congratulations. I do Thank think that that's rare, yeah. actually. I uh,
2: we, rare. we had a very large high school, the, uh, the kind, you know, very large student body. And it's the kind of thing where you either get lost or you have lots of opportunities and take care of them. Luckily, I was sort of built to do the latter. So then I went to Penn State, this very large uh, state school in this middle of Pennsylvania. And I knew going in two things. I knew I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. And I knew that I wanted to try lots of stuff because I knew I was never going to get this opportunity again. So I spent yeah. those four years, I like I was a, like, for a year I was a jazz DJ on the college radio station and nice. I was in the marching band there at Penn State and I was in a music fraternity and I tried doing a couple of musicals and I like, I knew, I again, dabbling in lots of stuff, but I really, I valued that experience of, you know. While it would have been nice to have this hyper focus and already know what I wanted to do, whether it was acting or being a doctor or whatever, uh, I'm glad I got the chance to just try all kinds of shit. Yeah. Um,
0: God, yeah, I was undeclared for my freshman year. And then I think I, like, begrudgingly became a theater major. I like, <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what else to do. Yeah. But it was by that time I already, like, when I was a kid, I was sure that that's what i wanted to do and then as soon as i got old enough to realize it seemed probably hard or maybe like mm-hmm. oh maybe that's not realistic i like let that go and then yeah, yeah it became accidental for me too by the time you got to college did you feel focused
1: no i was never focused and i'm still not um i've I've, Same. I've yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i've actually sort of developed a work ethic but i did not have it even up into my mid-20s yeah. so it was um I, I went in as radio, television, and film. I really wanted to be uh, a radio DJ and did that on the college campus. But then they, they got rid of that major after my freshman year. Because so, of
0: you. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> We all know what happened with Storm, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got two choices. Yeah.
2: We can either have this kid be a graduate of our department or we can close the department.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was pretty much that. Yeah. It was pretty much Glateral that. Collateral damage. So I, I, I took my time in college. I switched over to American Studies, which is kind of like oh, in English. that seems
0: vague, for it, sure.
1: Incredibly vague. Turns out to have been useful. It's really a major about being able to deconstruct anything.
3: Ooh. Uh,
1: anything. Look at a TV commercial. Look at that fan. Look at, you know, think about the air. What does it mean for this? Right, what does it mean right. for that? And <laughs> why does this come from? So it, it's kind of useful, I think, in comedy because you are observing sure. and Deconstructing and then putting it back together in a way that's ridiculous or interesting. So true. Recontextualizing your environment.
0: Straight out of an
1: American Studies textbook. Thank you. (laughs) I think (laughs)
2: fascinated. Probably owned the second edition of that book. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And what about relationships in high school?
2: Ah, they mostly
0: didn't exist for me. I
2: had a a girlfriend. uh, My first. Actual, I had a semi-girlfriend for a little bit in seventh grade, and then didn't have an actual girlfriend until partway through my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't good at girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, but that's you know that's how it, how it worked for me. Also, not good at girls. Um, I, I I hate my high school self. Um, I found I would oh. I would obsess over a girl. Sure. Uh, usually for about a year, mm-hmm. and would just be so broken up. Uh, and I would always my obsession poorly. Yeah, in yeah. hindsight, I'm like, why? What? Her? Yep. Yeah. And I know there were always girls that were interested, but I just was so obsessed. Yeah. And, and you'd get a, and
2: you'd have to be obsessed for like the remote. Oh, yeah. Girl, way over there, yeah. who you know will never even of give course. you the time of day. Yep. Of course. I was right there I mean, with you, you. Is, my is man. that yeah.
0: basically just like a readiness thing? Of like, am I ready to sort of? I, make it. a I think a so. Real for me, thing? I think I
2: just I wasn't very emotionally mature for most of my. You know, up through part of college. Do you like, guys have
0: brothers and sisters?
2: I have one older brother.
0: Paul has an older brother. One older sister. Storm has an older sister.
1: Okay. Yeah. Right. So
2: we're both youngest. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm,
0: the babies.
1: Well, I think I had a, a whole bunch of crap in my head about what what relationships and romance were supposed to be because of those fantasy novels. Well, yeah. I think that's a
0: really good point. I do. I mean, I think that that's all- true. If you're if you're if you're battling sort of where you're... Physical and emotional development is, and you're being, and you're somebody who is like very stimulated mm-hmm. by all of the sort of messages that we're taking in America. All I studies. need is mm-hmm. just a
1: bodice to rip. Uh,
0: that's <laughs> so much ask for.
1: They weren't those kind of fancy you know, <laughs> <was> Paul. <laughs>
0: Wow, I feel like that stuff pops up in a lot of fantasy novels. Now that's probably why I would have read fantasy novels, to be yeah. honest with you, because I was the sort of oh it does. I don't I can... say I was a salacious kid, but I guess I was like, <laughs> what? It, what is? What, what is all this about? You know, like I wanted to. If if, if friends of like staying at friends' houses and stuff, and they had like HBO for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So It's not like just boys are like, what's what's on late? You know, we yeah. would try to. Oh like, my God, they have cinemax because
2: their parents <laughs> oh, are cool.
0: Yeah, my friend did, and I saw so much like softcore stuff where I was like. Like, I don't think I'm supposed to be watching this. <laughs> but, like, and also, I mean, I I don't know. Why don't we have to go into this? But the whole of course imbalance we do. Now of you sex must. and violence on television. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the stuff I was seeing that was violent, I might at least yep. was balanced out with some sex. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? For every Always
1: leaven yeah. the violence with A sex.
0: new life may be born after <laughs> the Terminator ripped through of
1: people. For every episode
2: of The A-Team, you must watch... That's right. Thirty minutes of some heart Ursula, heart. some <laughs> Ursula Andress movie. Eleven yeah. forty-five at night on a Saturday. Absolute.
0: A Red Shoe Diary. Oh yeah.
2: About oh, Duchovny. I
0: don't know. When, what is the Red yeah. Shoe? Is there like a real? Are there real red shoes?
2: I don't know the mythology well enough. Get
0: into that ASAP. What if that's uh, I somehow got David Duchovny, but I only would talk about the mythology, <laughs> not even his participation in it. <laughs> that's right. Just the mythology. Uh-huh. <laughs> just the mythology. As so if he were we were an expert. Are we
2: all really the Red Shoe? If you think about it, <laughs> God, that
0: is so true. American Studies. That's right. It's, it's right American back around. Studies. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. But yeah, I think that I think that totally makes sense. And also, I I've said this before, but. Maybe not in these in these terms, but I've, I, I feel like even though I had kind of relationships and stuff, I still would have a crush on someone mm-hmm, who was totally mm-hmm. unattainable for one reason or another and sort yep. of fixate on that person, even though other things that were like real life, mm-hmm. quote unquote, were happening. Um, so I think maybe that's just part of that time period, too. Yeah. Is you yeah. are fantasy building yeah. for yourself. And I because think that's, you don't it can't possibly be real the way your fantasies are making it shape or I don't know.
1: I think it's probably healthy too like for you to obsess over this person decide they're the other one you're done. I mean, I know that happens. Right. But you're trying on different ideas not just about other people but yourself and and just learning and experiencing. Absolutely. Like Paul's college experience. That's right. Except not with ladies. <laughs> the ladies I had yeah, I had uh,
2: I had the one high school girlfriend like my senior year into my freshman year in college.
0: And how did that develop? Was it like a friend who turned into a girlfriend? Was it somebody mm-hmm. that you did kind of muster up the guts to? No, it
2: was kind of a. It was like a. It was a I, I always muster. thought she, I always thought she was cute, yeah. and then found through found out through friends she was kind of interested, and just sort of developed from there. And we both the one thing we had really in common was we both really really loved me. Um. You really thought I was That's great. That's a
0: nice safe choice. No,
2: yeah, it was just I mean it was, you know, she, she was a wonderful person and we were just both, you know, we were high school kids and we were 17 and and felt it. Yeah. And that, you know, she went to a different school and we just broke up and then half a year later I met the woman who turned into my wife mm. so i got it right on the third try
3: okay. i was
1: picturing this magic wand <laughs> poof poof and she yeah comes no wife. it was it was it was ridiculous
2: like i i'm sure if i had not met her i would still be living in my mom's basement <laughs> <laughs> path of least resistance and maybe have had one relationship uh, since then do
0: you think she would agree with that
2: probably <laughs> she she certainly would agree yeah. that i would like i i mean i I know for a fact that I got incredibly lucky, you know, timing wise and that she would actually pay attention to me and and thought I was worth her while because God knows I'm never going to do any better.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you laugh and like that's and I think that you're underselling yourself. But I do also feel like uh, there is this sort of like weird it is it is Everything does come back to American studies. It truly, truly does, because mm-hmm, nice. I do feel because it goes back to the burden of choice, right? Is that if yep. you're sort of like in this place where you feel like, but what if there's always something better or someone right. better? And so, and and because the way that we're flooded with that same stimuli that we were just talking about, it's kind of nice to avoid. Being a person who's like I don't know though maybe yeah. like that mm-hmm. maybe there's like this amazing gallop off into the sunset person that like
3: yeah.
2: I'm
0: missing out on because I'm with this great person who thinks I'm a quality right. human being. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? This person
1: right. who compliments me yeah. and validates me, a and... terrific experience, and we're growing together. But no, yeah. that's not any. Yeah. Good. No, I yeah Honestly. I I do have to say I do
2: not in the least miss being single. Any aspect of being single. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing I managed to do right. Yeah, uh, among however many things I've done right in my life, that's easily uh, up there. And I'm glad I. If if there's you know there's something I, I had to have screwed up. I'm glad it wasn't that.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's when you renew your vows. You're, that's the that will be like the prime sentence. Right. <laughs> we just right, like, on, screw right, up on on in, right on
1: the invitation. Didn't screw up. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Reminding everyone. Just ladies reminding ge- everyone. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, we are here today to celebrate the fact that
2: Paul has not yet fucked this up.
0: Oh, that's great! <laughs> Cheers to that.
2: We just uh, we just twentieth anniversary last month.
0: Oh congratulations sure. God, so they're amazing so
2: they're divorced people
0: yeah everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone else
2: stinky failures
0: hey aristotle where, how much time have we done i haven't been paying attention because i'm usually looking at my computer 50 okay so we should get into some mash and maybe i did bring a couple cootie, oh, catchers. Totally. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. cootie catchers how they travel well luckily yeah, i have games that aren't like giant let me just unfold this huge origami <laughs> sun i need you to climb into that's not a thing um, that would be so
2: awesome though wouldn't it oh my god what did I just
0: describe it was like Gosh. a suddenly I have like a a, a podcast about beautiful Japanese paper <laughs> um, speaking of paper folding um, okay Paul why don't I start with you with this goodie catcher and we'll just uh, okay, what am even I though it's classic you probably already answered all these yeah. questions okay so pick one uh, I'm gonna go green g-r-e-e-n uh, three. One, two, three, and eight eight okay question for eight no, this is good. Who was your biggest role model or idol as a teen, and has that changed? Good one. You'd
2: think I would have thought of
3: answers
0: for this. No. 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 I, that's why some of these, you know, they don't get talked about. Well, the fresh ones.
2: role model as a teen.
0: It's always, and by the way, wow. those sort of... Um, what's that word, uh, uh, hyperbole? Like, that's yeah. uh, that's a lot of pressure. But So I, sure. I should have just expanded out to, like, who's someone no, no, that you no. really looked up to, or, you know. Because there was probably a time where I would have said, like, oh, Weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um... Wow, I'm
2: trying to think, who was I really into specifically back then? Because I, I was kind of... I kind of had a buckshot approach to... There was never any, like, the one guy, like yeah. Paul McCartney or yeah, something like yeah. that, though I certainly loved him. Yeah, uh, I will...
0: I mean, it sounds you know, like Johnny Carson. Uh,
2: yeah, J- Carson was a big one. You know, I mean, it's not like I had posters of him in my room or anything, but I just thought <laughs> he... disappointing. I just, you know, I'd look at Johnny Carson and, you know, not knowing, uh, not following the tabloids and not knowing what you can find out on the internet now. I'm, sure. I, we'd look at Carson and it's like, wow, that guy just got his shit together. He sure. just He shows sure. up, he hangs out for an hour and a half, and he makes a shit ton of money, and he <laughs> hangs out with a bunch of cool people, and he's hilarious. Living and dream. And he is America's host. Sure.
0: That totally makes sense. Um, Carson. And, uh, and how do you feel about him now?
2: Because of all aforementioned... I mean, you know, you have to acknowledge a, a person's flaws. And mm-hmm. apparently he was not the most emotionally available guy there ever uh-huh, was. Uh-huh. And he was not the greatest person to his many wives. Uh-huh. Uh, but that said, I mean, he still just sort of represents this icon in this sort of this particular... There's a there's a vibe to him of of that sort of 70s and 80s america at the time yeah. and where i was in my life you know it's, i guess it's the same for anyone it's sort of more sort of what he represents uh, and reminds me of uh, in my life at that time more so than him specifically in things he did maybe yeah. uh but yeah I'll, I'll go with carson
0: i wonder if you, i was gonna say that sounds like a show i would watch now and then i thought like oh, i wonder if larry sanders like how much influence carson had on oh, yeah. Chanling, you know? Yeah, yeah, you would think. Like, I think a lot of the inspiration was from that. Um, Okay, Storm, we'll do a okay. different cootie. All right, here for you. we go. Here we go.
3: Let's catch some cooties. Cootie catcher. Cootie catcher. That
0: reminds me, someone finally emailed me, uh, and I, I think it's her name's Laura. And Laura, I'm sorry that I don't have your name in front of me, but I'm going to give you a shout out in my intro anyway. But, um, she sent me an actual, like, a, a whole diagram of why they were called cootie catchers. And oh, yeah, well, I was just going like, Why I didn't, yeah. they? It's, it's like a game that you would play where you would somehow you would show that there were no cooties on one thing, oh, but then you would, then like, go like this, oh, and then you oh, oh, put it near their the hair, other hair way, and you'd fold it the other way and go, I caught them, and then you would have the cooties
1: drawn oh, in there. Got it. So
0: it does have real medical significance. Why are,
2: why are the cooties on my head two-dimensional and they look permanently affixed to the paper there?
0: Aren't you glad that I cured you of a Horrible, horrible! Oh pestilence. my God! I'm sorry.
2: Thank you for curing my. You're kidneys. welcome. Well, I have to good come day back for. To you, well, I have to come back for regular treatments. I now, said
0: ma'am. good day. <laughs> All right. Scene and pick one.
1: Okay, pink.
0: P i n k.
1: Mm, seven.
0: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Two. two. Oh, one, two. Yeah, that's what I meant to do. Sorry. One, two, and now a number. Eight. Okay, great. Oh, oh, interesting. Double mm-hmm. eight. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh! Oh! I've never seen this one. I've literally never read this one. All right, let's one. see what happens. If and I didn't write this. If someone paid you a million dollars to be a teenager again for one year, would you do it? Also, this will be Adam Sandler's next movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't need a million dollars, so um, so no. Um, no I would say say no. I, I, I do not want to be a teenager for a year. I do not. I don't yeah. want to do that.
0: That doesn't. Would you? Well, I think I probably
2: would. Here's a question. Two questions.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Or at least one. Would it have to be, would you have to go back, like, would I have to go back to, say, 1987 and be 17 during then? Or would I be a teenager for a year starting now? That's
0: a great question. And
2: I guess the follow-up question is, would I know what I know now? Like, yeah. do I go back with my current brain? What's well, the two, thing? There's so many questions. Like, I, I had a pretty like for me. I I enjoyed my teenage years for the most Let's part. Let's assume I mean, it was you have to angsty. go back
0: to that exact time. It is a full on time travel where you have to live for a year. You have to relive. And yes, knowing what you know now. Well, as an adult person trapped inside your teenage self,
1: it's the in question that period. is like. Do you know it's just going to be for a year, and when it's over, you're back? Yes. Like, is it basically tourism? The whole time you're
0: there, it's tourism. It's like Peggy Sue got married, but oh, you right. agreed to it. Okay,
1: then, then, then absolutely. Then okay. absolutely okay. I would do that. Okay. Yeah. Because the only problem with those teenage years is, of course, in hindsight, you know, it works out fine. I'm alive yeah. now, and I enjoy who I am. But back then... It was this thing of, oh, God, you know, yeah. who the heck am I? What is going on? And all the rest. But I to think, be able to go through it with yeah. the wisdom of today would be fun. God, I yeah. don't know,
0: though, because when I really think about the breakdown of my life, I think I would struggle with going to class for a year. I mean, That's I was doing true. every, <laughs> would every year, but getting up every morning, five days a week, pretty yeah. much, and going to school and then coming home and having a curfew and being like, well, here's... Me and my dad the thing Meanwhile is, the age I yeah, am Is yeah. in my body Like uh, I don't know I'm living with my father again This feels really
1: weird. <laughs> but you know the whole system And how it works You could so easily Be Ferris Bueller You yeah. know right, Just, right. You know where you all it. Of the doors are Where all of the traps are It's
2: true What you, you to go back, You have to like Somehow siphon money off From, from your parents yeah. And invest in Apple stock Oh for sure That's right I know and It's set, so fast. Everybody it's so sad
0: out. how fast It becomes about money But for sure I know But <laughs> for you know for sure you're What like, else I are you going to do With all of that
1: Extra knowledge you have
0: yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah, i it. That was a good question. Yeah, it, it was a good question. Okay, I'm getting some MASH questions. Um, okay. Let's do... Okay, category... First category will be... I mean, I gotta go... I, I think for you guys both, I'm forcing you into the... You have a vacation home in a fictional location.
1: Right. Vacation home, fictional location.
0: Okay.
1: Let's see. Uh, I could say...
2: In Rivendell from Lord of the Rings, because it's idyllic. I mean, you get three. beautiful.
0: I need three. I'll
2: say that even though I know you would get super bored there super quick.
0: You gotta shake things up.
2: Yeah.
1: My first... Uh, we each get three? Mm-hmm. Um, Douglas Adams' universe. Oh, oh, sure. Good one. I'm gonna make
2: that my second no. one, because that's too <laughs> damn good. That's too damn good. No. Now, specifically oh, yeah. where? Or would you just be a hitchhiker?
1: I'd be a hitchhiker. You just get to You'd see have a
2: vacation everything. home. Yeah. Well, you your, it would be
0: like a ship. Oh, no, your no, yeah. your vacation home yeah. can
2: be the uh, the the what what you call it with the infinite probability drive, the heart of oh, the, gold, yeah, or yeah or the whatever. heart of gold,
1: yeah,
0: great.
2: There you go, yeah.
0: And that's true for you too. Your second one,
2: yeah, that's too damn good. All that's right. a that's a great <laughs> answer. Right.
0: Great. Uh, to be clear, Neil Young was writing about that when he wrote "Heart of Gold." Oh, of right? course. Okay, great. Just wanted to make sure he was a huge sci-fi nerd. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, and then second one for you, Storm.
1: Oh, second one for me? Huh. Oh, wow. I am on the spot. Uh, is it in a fixed point of time, or is it basically? Oh, I don't even
0: know what that question means, so I'm curious.
1: Well, basically, like if I if I chose The Lord of the Rings or some some part of it, like to be in Rivendell.
0: Yeah. You could pick the era that you want
1: like to be in. Like, before Sauron comes in For and sure. just messes everything For up. Sure. The first For sure. age.
0: Yeah, you can get as specific as you want. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I would love to live in Bag End. I love the idea of having a larder full of all the most awesome food and big Teletubbies hills yeah, that sure. you step out about in your bare feet. That would be, I think, a your very bare, nice... bare, hairy feet. Yeah, hairy Wonderful. feet. <laughs> like, when you go there, you get hairy feet, even if you don't have hairy feet. <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 my number two.
0: Okay, great. Um, and then number three for both of you.
1: Uh, I...
2: Even though I I would actually hate the dressing part. I I recently, very recently, listened to the Paul of Tompkins. Oh Boy yeah, summer one you did. I, and while I personally would not enjoy the dressing up as much he would, uh, there's still a piece of me that really wants to live in like Downton Abbey. Oh yeah,
0: nineteen
2: ten sure. to nineteen twenty-five sure. era. Uh, is that? Edwardian England at that time? It's not... Uh, That past uh post-Victorian, so... It's definitely (laughs) post-Victorian.
0: Yeah, it's like loosened up. Things start loosening up. The looks the Turn of the the century.
2: Turn of the century. Yeah. Super rich England. I
0: mean, you know I just put down Abbey because... Yeah. That's the the easy uh, shortcut. Um, Okay, what about three for you?
1: Um, I'm going to go with... um, with with Happy Days World, oh, amazing, nineteen fifties <laughs>
2: Milwaukee, amazing.
1: but the fake nineteen fifties Milwaukee right, the happy days, where there's a, a greaser Milwaukee. from the Bronx for some reason, <laughs> <That's right>. and <laughs> I could drink a malt and ride a motorcycle <laughs> uh, I and love it. do my beeps and boops and start, do this. <laughs> yeah,
0: start and stop anything with just your fist, yeah, like not in that's a super okay. threatening so you have a vacation way. Vacation home See, in Happy Days World,
2: and you have Fonzie powers, oh, right? That's Fonzie great. totally the you can, or you could just be like that and get
0: a date. Oh. Yeah. that's fantastic. Just like that, I love it. That's, that's good. A, that's one that's that, very and good. I, and and I don't know, no insults intended here, at Paul, but that is one of my new favorite. Uh, that is not, <laughs> I, none, none taken because that. <laughs> because I will because I'm going to use that as a segue into three shows that you could jump into. Obviously, you've answered one of them with your yeah. vacation home, but um, but now you get three no, new ones because uh, and you get the shows that are moving. That all right, you get a bonus. Yeah. I'm just going to do TV shows. Oh no, one. yeah, I know. <laughs> Different. Damn it. Different. Damn it! Because I had one all TV I had one shows. all
2: picked out for movies.
1: Well, I, I, this is easy for me.
0: Okay,
1: Muppet Show. I would Great. just so totally. agree. I, I am a man and a Muppet.
0: Agreed. Oh,
1: let
2: me see TV shows. I will say uh, it. Uh, maybe it's cliche, but I'll say Star Trek.
0: Sure. I don't know if anyone's ever said that Because everything,
2: before. you know, it's a, it's a at that point it's a peaceful
1: Earth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of cool
1: technology. Uh, I'm going A-team, <laughs> even though uh, old school A-team, right? Old school yeah. A, of course. The TV was there. A newer? TV
0: oh, show? I guess. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of Y five O. I got mixed yeah. up because the the A-team movies. Uh, yeah, writers. But there's
1: a nobility to that. The yeah. writing wrongs yeah. and doing it through ridiculous means. Yeah,
0: uh, ridiculous vans. Ridiculous means.
2: I could go surreal. I, su- I could go surreal and say uh, Chuck Jones era um, Looney Tunes cartoons.
0: Ooh, that's interesting
2: Yeah, because that's um, my, uh, You know what? Going back to a previous answer as far as a role model, I didn't know it at the time, but Chuck Jones uh, specifically his you know, all Looney Tunes uh, but es- especially Chuck Jones really sort of formed my sense of humor and sarcasm and healthy disrespect for the status yeah, quo and authority yeah.
0: That makes perfect sense uh, So yeah, one.
2: I'll say I'd love to drop love
0: in, Nana. Chuck
1: Chuck Jones, Jones. Bugs Bunny mm. cartoon and my third, I used to have dreams about this when I was a teenager, that I would like to have been um, one of the denizens of the swamp in MASH. Uh, that, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, good one. But I wouldn't be Winchester, you know, I would be you'd Hawkeye's be, pal. Right, you'd be Hawkeye's pal Storm. Right, exactly. <laughs> Got, there
0: you go. <laughs> Dr. Storm. Sense. Mm-hmm. It's built in, it's ready to go. Absolutely. Um, okay, last one for you.
2: Uh, last one for me. I am going to, oh, man, I'm going to totally... Uh, uh, Find a loophole. In yeah. This. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. All right. I'm. And interested. I'm going to go in the
2: Star Wars universe mm-hmm. because of the Star Wars <laughs> holiday special, which uh, is on television. I thereby love opening it. up.
0: Judges a will we accept that, and Yay. I'm getting yes, that. Star Wars via <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> holiday special.
2: I don't want to be a Jedi knight, uh, but I want a fucking lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's that's pretty much yeah. the the biggest part of the appeal. There's yeah. a lot to like, but the lightsabers puts it over
0: the top. Yeah. I firmly agree. Okay, what about um let's do three hobbies and they could be not reality based if, if 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 there's something that strikes you. Three hobbies that you wish uh that you were like an expert at tomorrow.
1: Oh wow. Um I'd go with um with like robotics. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, that would be sure. so much fun. And yeah. making
1: in general, like Adam Savage and yeah. well, the whole Mythbusters gang, the stuff that they do, I wish that I had Adam Savage's shop. Yeah. And oh, my could, God, could, yeah. could use those tools without killing myself.
0: <laughs> I uh, for sure
1: and everyone would. around me. I for sure are would. scary.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: That yeah. is scary.
2: <laughs> I just picture the smash cut to all of San Francisco burning down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> giant mushroom cloud. Oh,
2: <laughs> so Everything true. cut into ribbons. Oh. Uh yeah, related to that, I would say while I don't have any particular passion for it, I would love to be really good at fixing and fixing up cars. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Would love, yes, like yes. cars specifically, like not so much maybe motorcycles or, or anything like that, but I just... I, hot rodding? Hot rodding. I didn't know how not even was hot rodding. Not <laughs> even hot rodding. I love a person who can look at a car when there's a problem and say, yeah. oh, I know exactly what needs to happen here yeah. and then take a little bag of tools and fix a thing Yeah, and you know, run to the auto parts store and get the right thing the first time. And then have fixed their own car. I, I know. I, uh, there There was a time when I used to be able to do that kind of thing with my computer. Very briefly around college and just after or yeah. college age. And now at this point, I can you know point at the pretty lights and say, please make it work. Right. Have, uh, do you,
0: do you, have you guys been watching Halting Catch Fire?
2: No. No, I have not. I've heard I sort really of mixed like things it. about it.
0: I mean, it's not like a sh- surprising show. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like you're you're watching it, thinking like, uh, "What just happened to This is changing games here. Yeah, yeah. But I but I'm a, such a sucker for that era and the music that they they're using. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sorry, I'm
1: completely ignorant as to oh, as to what this is.
0: Oh, it's an AMC show that uh, takes place. It's about a group of people um, at a smaller uh, company trying to. Um, preempt like IBM and oh, all the big computer yes. Yes. companies. Yes. It's like and, a fictionalized a portable Apple laptop. Yes. IBM kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and so it's in that era of the eighties. I mean, like I'm still like when the storytelling's good enough and the acting is good enough, which I do, I think it is, um, those little like bonuses where like somebody has to go out and try to find a cabbage patch kid, you mm-hmm. know, on the mm-hmm. night before yeah. Christmas or whatever. Like I'm at that age where I'm like, oh, this is yeah. great. <laughs> I love seeing this. Yeah, I really enjoy it. But I, I do. I'm my friend and I were talking about it and determined that like if some like I really enjoy it, and if someone was like that shows garbage, I'd be like, yeah, maybe it is. Like it's not. <laughs> it's not a thing that I can yeah. stand. Like I'm fiercely protective of. Right. Right. But I do really enjoy it. And I think you guys would like it. You know, I mean, yeah. it is about, like, smart smart people trying to kind of, yeah. you know. Janet Varney recommends. Beat the ding. system. Do yeah, it better. I liked it. Okay, sorry. Uh, okay, okay, so we've got fixing cars for Paul and robotics for Storm. I need two more
1: from each of you. Um, this is going to sound douchey, but <clears throat> this is, is hard because generally when there's something like this that I'm interested in, I pursue it. Mm-hmm. So does it count, like, something that... If I had the time and an infinite amount of time yeah, to get good at sure, it, sure. Um, art, yeah. like being able to draw the most kick-ass Jim Lee type comics, being mm-hmm. able to, you know, because you can picture in your head, but the gap between that and actually making it look like what you have I in know. your head, that's mm-hmm. like magic yeah, to me.
0: I, I feel exactly the yeah. same way. I don't know. That is a skill that I absolutely do not possess and am in such awe of. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, my uh, my older daughter is uh she's gonna be an art major. She's a, gonna be a senior this coming year and she's gonna uh go be an art major somewhere. And I she just makes me mad. Like yeah. she can just sort of sit down and throw a pencil at a piece of paper and suddenly it's this wonderful uh, you know, sketch of whomever. Yeah. I hate
3: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: stupid daughters. Well, I think it's interesting when you're
0: as a as a as a creative person or a person who's in the arts. Mm-hmm. A lot and sort of doing what we do, then when there's somebody who has an artistic skill that still feels like magic, yeah. somehow, I don't know, that feels closer and more emotional of, of, a, of a feeling than if I were still, you know, like working as a buyer for a store and mm-hmm. did math all day. There's something about it that's like, I'm so close to that, but yeah. I absolutely can't do it at yeah. all. Yep. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, okay, what about you? Uh,
2: I'll bring it close to home. I really, really wish I was... Uh, a person who could play piano like anything on a piano mm, like I can just yeah I mean I can hammer place. through very basic stuff on the piano and there we'll we'll do like two or three songs occasionally on stage, and it is absolutely at the limits of my ability, and I always wished I was that guy who would go into a party and there's a piano in the corner of the room, and he just sort of nonchalantly plunks down. And just starts playing yeah. and singing and is the life of the party, and, yeah. but not douchey about it. You know, yeah. like just sort of, you know, oh, somebody name a song oh, and you yeah, play yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I know that really. I wish I would. I wish I could be that guy. I get
0: it. I I, I envy that skill. I feel like that about the harp. No, that's not true. <laughs> I do feel just feel that way. Wanna, about... You know all those parties you go in and there's oh a huge my harp there and no one ever so touches many. it. Well, I would be the one <laughs> who would be like taking requests.
1: Janet, <laughs> the harpist I do feel right. that way about the saxophone. And I, yeah. I had a roommate who had an alto sax, and for about a year, I sort of almost learned to play saxophone Uh, but much like the art not to the point where you were fluid in saxophone
0: just enough to know how not good you were right and that again the gap between
1: what's in your head and what you produce just not being able to make it there yeah my
2: brother was that guy um i mean i'm you know i'm the guy who went into music for a living weirdly enough but my my older brother was the guy who could just pick up an instrument and teach himself to play it in a couple of months
1: (laughs) amazing uh, but I'm going to go for my third, if it's not yes. saxophone.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, you said it can be sort of fictional. Yeah. Uh, alchemy.
0: Great. Al- <laughs> Would be so wonderful. That's not fictional. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of How not. dare you. What they do in chemistry. Yeah. Like if
1: I had... The time and, and adversity to that type of discipline, yeah. like going into that type of chemistry would be great. But going back to Pat Rothfuss's universe, this idea that there's sort of a, a rules-based alchemy, that it's not just, I'm going to wave my fingers and <laughs> right. take a bay leaf and right. now I have a car. Right. But that there's actually this, this magic and wonder, things that could be produced that didn't exist before. Yeah. Would be nice. great.
0: Well, that's the best part about just coming full circle about science fiction, right? Is that it sort of offers up this notion that you could it, it, there, that magic can just be something we don't understand yet. And, right. that's, yeah. and I desperately clung to that when I wanted to have ESP when I was little. Oh was like, yeah, for <laughs> sure, we're going to unlock this. It's just a matter of time and yeah. science, it right, is. everyone?
2: All I have to do is just concentrate right. hard I'm enough. Th-
0: no one else has concentrated mm. as much as I'm concentrating <laughs> yeah. right now. And, and that's why I'll move that ball across the table. And the, the trick table. is I
2: just have to shape my thought the right way, yes. yeah,
1: and it's sort of happening. Like they have the the brain scans that it hooks up to a prosthesis, or oh, so you yeah. can get. It. Yep, it's sort of happening. It's not I that automatic. Those. I'm going to stare at that ball and it's going to float into the air. But who knows?
0: Who knows, guys? Oh my god. Okay, what's your third would one? This be so great. I know. I'm going to really combine
2: the piano thing and the magic thing, or, or the and the, <laughs> the magic the alchemy. Piano. No, yeah. I was going to say the piano thing and the alchemy thing because I wish I was really good at magic, like like right. sleight mm-hmm. of hand magic. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it it, again, be really that's fun. all about work ethic. Yeah. And I know. you know, there's no way to be naturally good at magic, naturally great at magic. You can have affinity for it, mm-hmm. but it, the only way to do it is to put in the yeah. hundred thousand hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, <sighs>
0: yeah that's a great one too. great one okay um, I guess I should move through these kind of faster, but okay, so next category will be i gotta go food that you wish you could just have from anywhere from any time like add any at any time could be a very specific thing that you just love and can't get enough of oh. could be something that's really bad for you that you yourself might have an allergy to she Mm-mm. said uh, <laughs> could be like a very specific thing from a very specific time and place I want a handful of gluten <laughs> just a fistful of <laughs> sho- I, shove it in my again
1: face. extraordinarily hard because I love food so much it yeah. oh hardly God, a thing oh I asked it uh, oh yeah if you wanted to start this podcast from the start and just talk yeah. about food I would be there But I, I, I feel
0: like I've had ones where people like, are like huh
3: I don't know, sandwiches, I
1: guess. Who are you? Who uh, are you, sir? They're they're bad people. They're failed people. Yeah. We don't need them around us. I I agree. I will go with a a very specific food.
0: Okay.
1: Um, When I was about six or seven years old, we had a local Chinese restaurant. That's exactly what I'm after. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have such great memories of Chinese food. Um, This might take a while. (laughs) (laughs) because um, this bonus I have, episode I, know, yeah. I love it i'll try to make it quick i have to go back to not not the dish i want but the restaurant before from when i was three or four years old
0: Oh there's a
1: chinese restaurant in a mall okay and when we would show up the smells would hit you that was unlike anything else anywhere else because chinese food was not so common you know it was common but not super common in the 70s and they would make a fuss over me Versus my older sister. Oh,
0: there's a whole emotional thing going there, on here.
1: And also, my sister was very fussy. I was not. Yes. So it was indeed. like a double praise yes. and a triple praise, and infinite praise going to the Chinese restaurant. Because yes. I would try everything and everything tasted awesome. And these these smiling strangers would would praise me for this.
0: Oh, amazing.
1: So carry forward to where we moved and there was a local Chinese restaurant. And the first time I want to go back and be able to eat for the first time, Peking duck. Wonderful. It was this, and I'm starting to sort of become a vegetarian. And eventually I know I'm not going to even eat Peking duck anymore. I know this, but now I would, but to go back to that first taste where it hits the taste buds and there's the sweetness from the Hoisin sauce, the doughy, um, the doughy, um, Dough. Dough. (laughs) Wrapper thing. And then sort of that, the the tart acid from the scallion that's in there, and then the fat from the duck and the crisp.
0: Yeah.
1: Just everything. It's like my head exploded. It was like in Ratatouille, The Chef.
0: I love that I love that sort of amendment to the the idea of this too is like there are things that you that are just delicious and they're great and you would eat them all the time but there's also that like yeah. god if I could have that for the first time again that's mm-hmm. also yeah. like mm-hmm. so specific Also like great.
1: seeing a movie for the first time yeah. you cannot see that yep. or yeah. feel that experience that for yeah. the first time
0: that's gonna be the next category, so we put that in the back of I love it. I love it. Okay, let's keep okay. let's stay with okay. food for now. Going along.
2: Uh food. There was an Indian restaurant when uh my wife and I went to graduate school at University of Maryland and there was an Indian restaurant near where we lived called uh Maharaja
3: mm-hmm. that
2: was run by a woman named Neelam. Mm-hmm. And we had not ever eaten Indian food really before then. And Somehow we got recommended to go there and we went there and ended up becoming regulars because not only was the food incredibly delicious, but this woman who ran the restaurant was just the stereotypical mother earth mother <laughs> welcoming beautiful wonderful mm-hmm. soul and as a and, college
0: student too like what a perfect time to sort of have that exactly she had a it was, guru
2: it was, had always, it was the first
0: place i had always i'd
2: made a joke back in college with her i like i always wanted to become a regular somewhere yeah and it was our first place yeah. where we were regulars and we would walk in she would know what we uh, wanted because we'd great. always get the same thing what would you get uh a chicken tikka masala yeah. and i would get uh usually either lamb vindaloo or a, there was like a korma thing Mm -hmm. like a lamb korma thing
0: should we just put the entire restaurant yeah just
2: put put the maharaja and and it extended to the point where uh when we had my oldest daughter we lived down there until she was about three or four and when we would go there as soon as we walked in neilam would just sort of sweep up my daughter and take Mm. her over to the kitchen they had a window where you could look at and make amazing stuff so she'd just watch my daughter while we got to eat in peace i need a place like that here i'm realizing yeah so that I feel was like sweet. the
0: closest thing I have is like the Whole Foods deli. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Hey, you always get your... the same turkey. Got hey, it. Blondie, how you doing? Hey, with, uh, yeah. Uh, sandwiches, yeah. yeah. Also, no one talks like that in California. <laughs> no, they don't. The fancy's hey, not Blondo. out here. <laughs> You're gonna get the huge. <laughs> <No. laughs> Thank you, Glendale Whole Foods. <laughs> um, okay, uh, it's the Brooklyn
2: of the West. It
0: really, really, everyone, everyone knows that. Please, um, okay, let's get more, more okay, food,
2: more food for you, Storm. More food. Oh, more food! And don't oh, feel sure. you have to
0: take turns. If something jumps oh, into sure. your mind, you can shout out. Uh, sure, sure.
2: I will say a, and luckily I can get this uh, on a regular basis. The, uh, there's an ice cream shop called Thomas Sweet. Ooh. They have a few uh, franchises dotted across the Northeast, and they make they're the as far as I know they are the original ice cream shop that made blend-ins. Like now you have Cold oh, Stone sure. where they you know they mush yeah. things on. This place. It would be ice cream and, and was the same kind of ingredients, candy and, and things like that. But it would be it, the, the ice cream and stuff would go into this kind of hopper and then it would get smushed up against this big auger, like a huge drill bit kind of thing. And it would just essentially turn the ice cream into a soft serve yeah. with all of this stuff ground up Satisfying. in it. And just the combination of being the first time. I'd ever experienced that kind of, of uh, ice cream. Plus, I, uh, I have simple tastes, and their vanilla ice cream is still the best vanilla ice cream I know, right?
0: When you, when you have anywhere. a really lovely vanilla. Like oh, okay. a French Maybe vanilla with the
2: egg.
1: It is the most yeah. popular ice cream flavor, yeah. so it's well. not just vanilla. Well.
0: Uh,
2: so I'm going to say a Thomas Sweet Blendin.
0: Great. Great.
1: I'm going with New York Pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are emotional components to that as well, having visited family, and again, that... That initial taste being connected with good things. But even in and of itself, I appreciate all pizzas. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, New Haven has its stake as being the original real American pizza. Chicago is a wonderful casserole. Um, uh-huh. California. <laughs> For some
2: reason, calls itself a pizza. Yeah, sure. it's
1: great. Um, and, you know, the West Coast has its thing. Right. And I, If you like kale on dough. I do. Which I do. I do like kale on dough. Uh I do. Uh And I appreciate the actual Italian pizza, which is the type I make at home. But the New York pizza is a taste, especially if it's from one of these places that still has the coal-fired ovens. I don't know why. It's not like they sprinkle coal dust on the the dough. But it just comes out in this crisp way. And I think it's the ingredients they get. It's like the Pizza Mafia says no the ingredients to make a truly tasty pizza will not leave the bounds of the four of the yeah. five boroughs and also
0: isn't there like a theory about it's like the, it has to do with the water too and like the there
1: is some of that yeah. there's terroir to yeah. bread <laughs> there really is yeah and that there's a flavor that i, I you can't get anywhere else yeah. than new york
0: yeah i don't disagree i mean i get gluten-free pizza when i'm in new york even because i feel like i still have to have some version of that experience okay what's your <laughs> third ones uh, oh, do it on time, Aristotle. I know that uh, someone is in here at 3, so I just need yeah.
2: to make sure. Oh, well. uh, I will. There's lots to choose from, so I will take a, a turn on it and I'll go with a historic food for me. Uh, I could do a pizza or I could do something else, which you choose, Janet. <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm interested in pizza. Okay. Now that we're on the topic. This
2: is, this is not because it is good, per se. <laughs> good. But uh, I would love to be able to eat a Totino's party pizza (laughs) (laughs) because it was the pizza like we just always had them in the freezer and it's the taste of a lot of my childhood sure of that's
0: how I feel about toaster strudel I know it's garbage Mm -hmm. but like so many sleepover memories of, like, yep. the squishing that vanilla icing onto the... Trying to, like, distribute it, but also yep. wishing you could just put the icing yeah yep, yeah, mouth correctly. Right?
2: Like, <laughs> oh, that was the Sophie's Choice yeah. of Icing. Oh,
0: God, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you
2: know, and, and of the frozen pizzas, it was the only one that was, quote, unquote, good to me. Right, right. Uh, and I just love... You know, I'd come home from school or band or whatever... And I'd turn on the oven, and 20 minutes later, I had a kind of shitty pizza. <laughs> and I just, the, the, the flavor, I can still I can, totally still, it I can taste it. it right now. I get it. Pepperoni Totino's
0: Party Pizza. I get it. I knew it was going to be pepperoni.
1: <laughs> My last is going to be one that Paul is also going to enthusiastically endorse.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure.
1: And it's a, a current obsession for both of us. Poutine, mm-hmm. which oh, the, sure. the Canadian French gravy cheese fries, sure. which again, much like the Peking duck just hits all of the buttons and is so horrible for you. I know. But if you're talking about things that you just want to eat that's yeah, That's got to be know. on my list.
2: We, we have, uh, ever since we were first fed it, we are still amazed to this day that poutine is not huge in the States because yeah. it is everything yeah. Americans love. It's French yeah. fries, it's gravy, and it's cheese. But and, they don't like And the also French. meat. But they don't, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's a faggy that's sounding right. word or something. Well, they're
1: French-Canadian, so yeah. even, even the French don't like the French-Canadian. There
2: was a yeah, time when Storm, and I don't know, I never really knew how serious you were about this, but there was a time when Storm was talking about opening up sort of poutine franchises mm-hmm. but rebranding yeah. it as like monkey fries monkey
1: fries i get it yeah i was serious about I it i don't
0: know why they're called monkey fries though
1: because monkeys are fun <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> it's so fun monkeys <laughs> and fries <laughs> there's nothing oh, i like no to picture real more through
0: line or reason <laughs> and, and
1: also because of monkey bread like okay. if noticed that that's like where you take the 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 pillsbury croissant dough and cinnamon and sugar and you make a goopy pile
0: oh Oh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> and you that. pull it
1: apart. Look <laughs> so up monkey So like bread. how
0: monkeys throw shit at people. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because like there's
1: nothing you more well, want to think
2: about well, when you're going to get something to eat. Yeah. Than monkeys flinging yeah. shit. That was it feels serious. Like that, by
0: the way, that there was a there was a, like a kind of a upsurge. At least there was in San Francisco of like fries places that you could yeah. Sort there was of get yeah, the yeah, there was the a yeah. whole frites, like frites yeah. thing mm-hmm. happening, but it never really evolved until like a full on yeah. poutine. And obsession. a lot
2: of it like real poutine needs curds specifically, mm-hmm. and okay. not a lot of people get the difference. Fresh cheese curds, very important. Which is different than just
1: throwing some cheese on, your, cheese on your fries. Yeah, It melts a certain way, and also okay. the gravy has to be right. And there's a lot of debate about what the proper gravy is. Even within Canada, there are factions about mm, nice. this place has that gravy, just like pizza, that people will, yeah. will slag on other people's
0: poutine. <laughs> Damn, poutine is kind of a great word anyway. It really is. Uh, okay, uh, okay, next category, okay. I'm going to just uh, take care of, I'm going to knock out the, um, the crush, the, rom- the romance, the, the, the romantic interest. <laughs> of the smash game for both of you. 3. Oh, so, so like just any It's fictional... like a, it could be it could be a fictional person, it could be a real person that you not I mean I mean you can't say me, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Know. Okay, I'm well that, that out of the So way right now I'm so, so sweaty right now it, too numbers, to even say that as a joke two feels like a crime. Four, then. Uh I mean if you must. No, but um <laughs> no, but so it could be like, you know, it could for sure be like princess leia in the bikini in star wars but it could also be um you know uh like well i think emily blunt's really fun you know whatever yeah can be um, real or fictional
1: my first is betty from the archie comics
0: wonderful mm-hmm. wonderful <laughs> i think i should be contrarian and say uh go ahead veronica,
2: <laughs> veronica? no except except i was a betty guy too yeah we're betty um, guys. um wow okay uh i gotta say um oh shoot I'm going to lose all my nerd cred because I'm forgetting her name right now Uh, the character that Christina Hendricks played in the Firefly episode
0: oh I don't remember her Uh, name either but oh yeah well I'm so
2: ashamed that I cannot remember her name but uh, she was uh, she was something to behold in both of those and not just I mean she's obviously a physically ridiculously beautiful person sure uh, that was was a great fiery personality yeah just a great character sure sure uh, oh. No,
0: I agree. It really popped. Like, that was a Sefran. show that already... There Sefran. you go. Oh, yeah. Your, your oh, sh- nerd cred is intact. Fully yeah. intact. Yeah, hey, me. Um, yeah, on a show that already popped and was different and unusual and great, which is why they're still... You'd think the show was still on, based on, like, mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. the nerd following. but um, And then to have a character that also pops off of that poppy show was like, huh. Yeah. Um. Great. Great, great, great. Okay. Two more for each.
2: I will say... Katherine Hepburn in any of the following movies uh, The Philadelphia Story uh, Bringing Up Baby mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or The Lion in
0: Winter Oh, great, going to the boy. end of the career why not, why not? she's great. just a Oh, I love broad. both Hepburns they're, both, oh they're so different from each other but. Yep.
1: Heather Graham in Swingers oh good pick mm-hmm. good pull
0: yeah really good pull Great. Great. You're one degree of separation from that person. I didn't that uh, Okay. And three. Um, <laughs> I could get really cheesy and say Korra from The Legend of Korra. I love you it. You say that.
2: You know she what? She would beat the a, out of you. She would beat the snot out of you. She's a great and evolving character.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, well listen, well played. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what the heck? Let's leave it there. Great. Let's leave it there. Great. Although I could just as easily say Katara from the original series. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I feel, uh, I, I don't think that I don't feel creepy uh, na- naming two teenage characters in cartoons this can be as a 44-year-old te- man.
0: I mean, it's okay.
1: And Twilight Sparkle.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'll go with uh, one of my first uh, first crushes uh, was, was Olivia Newton-John.
0: Nice. Definitely.
1: In a in a in a pretty big bad way. Actually, you wanted to get physical. Physical. Oh yeah. Well.
0: Yeah. What was it? Was it like? Was it Greece or Xanadu? Or just it was her, her r- music roller
1: skating by in Xanadu. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah that's a good
0: yeah. fantasy lady right there for sure. Yep. Um I do wish I spent more time on roller skates. Is that weird? <laughs> I've said that before, but I really feel that way. Um, and not roller blades. Like, I, mean, I don't have any. It doesn't extend to oh, an yeah. interest in like, roller blades.
2: Would you, you would actually want like, the old school attach yeah, them to the like, bottom of my when shoes I was, roller yeah, skates? Yeah, when I
0: was in college, um, all of a sudden, my friend Torrin, who is truly an iconoclast in the sense that like he's just so well adjusted that he just truly doesn't care. Like one of those people where you're like, right. those people aren't real. He's for sure real. <laughs> um, and not that weird at all. Like, not a particularly weird guy. Um, and beloved by everyone. Just one of those people. And somehow he got his hands on some old roller skates and just started roller skating around Flagstaff. Like, Why not? And I was really envious of that. I was like, God, I can't also sounds- roller skate around Flagstaff. <laughs> that sounds like, like- the
2: missing uh, Spalding Gray monologue film, yeah. Roller Skating Around Flagstaff. <laughs>
0: Missing for a reason, maybe. <laughs> um, okay, I've got last three, and uh, we got to motor through these. It's okay, almost sweet. like a speed All right. round. All right, cool. So uh, next three is going to be type of transportation that is not a car that gets you around, fictitious or real.
1: Jetpack. Jetpack. <laughs> is there even a question? <laughs> Does anybody ever not say jetpack?
0: Sometimes you're surprised. Sometimes you're surprised.
2: You know what? i got to say, I wish I owned a Segway. Oh, really? sure. I would love to motor around on a Segway. Um, I'm sure 10 minutes of actually owning one would probably cure me of that. But. Right. Is this
1: just what you like or something you would like?
0: Any, uh, any, any. Okay. Anything.
1: Motorcycle. Great. Lo- uh, love of the motorcycle.
2: Uh, I would love uh, an X-Wing.
1: Uh, totally. Because iconic
2: oh. from childhood.
1: Sure. Oh. Uh, and I'm going to go with Colonial Viper from nice Battlestar pick, Galactica. Yeah. One, of, one of those oh, so bad to show up at school in one oh, of those. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sure. You know, and, I want it so hard
2: to ha- to have that helmet and that yes. jacket and be like, hey. Oh. Yeah. You, you
0: know Adam Savage has. I know. I've, oh, I've worn it. I have oh, okay. a picture there of myself in it there on my phone right go. now. But, it, but if go. you showed
1: up like that, you would land and be like Space Fonzie. You would. You'd yeah. be all, hey. Space Fo- Also, I would
0: watch Space Fonzie. I, um, I want that to happen. Note to everyone. Uh, okay, next category. I'm moving fast. Um, I put pressure on myself. Now I can't think of any of the ones I normally do. Um, let's go with person from history three people from history that you're suddenly is your buddy
1: oh gosh that's hard female history is great Mm. buddy that that's that's a key word there yeah like someone you would actually want
0: to hang out with not necessarily a role model or okay great
1: seems like a very interesting dude uh
2: i i am going to say i'm going to break the rules again because it's this is going to be a this is going to be a a duo break them uh, is Gilbert and Sullivan specifically mm-hmm. as portrayed in the movie Topsy-Turvy. I
0: know. I tried to watch that movie again. I saw it in the theater. I remember thinking it was so long.
2: Oh, my God. It's and so good. And then I started
0: watching and I was like, do, maybe Topsy-Turby I... Topsy-Turvy
2: is the best movie ever made about theater, yeah. about the creative process, about collaboration, and about writing.
0: I'll watch it again because I do love Gilbert and Sullivan. Oh love, my God, love. It's love. so
2: good. You're, you're a flawed person if you don't okay, well, decide I mean. you like this movie.
0: All right, I'm going <laughs> to no, revisit not it. Not to overstate it. I'm going to revisit it.
1: Um, Mark Twain. Great. Yeah, good pick. Love, good pick. love to hang out because he was yeah. also adventurous. Well, he was not just writing stories. Yeah, great mm-hmm. one. Great one.
2: Yeah. Uh, I would take uh, Harpo Marx. Great. Ooh, I, interesting. I read, uh, I read Harpo Speaks, his autobiography, and he mm-hmm. just seemed like a... I mean, all the Marx brothers were interesting people, but he seems like the one I would
1: most like to hang out with.
0: Yeah. You won. He won. Yeah. Okay.
3: Three.
1: Uh, sorry, it's the hang out with thing that, that is catching yep. me. There's like a lot yep. of people I'd love to meet and, right. and, and nope. talk to, but Buddy. this is Buddy. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's going to take me a little bit more to find uh, Buddy.
2: I'm, I, I already did Harpo Marx. So I was going to say just anybody from the Algonquin Roundtable, because I'm fascinated with that era, and I wish I could go back and change one of my previous answers to say <laughs> I wish I had a vacation home in the Algonquin <laughs> in the 1920s. Uh, I will say... Did you say it could be fictional as well? Mm-hmm.
0: Sure, okay. I know I said in history. Oh, no, in history. Okay, history. well, that's fine. Um, so it must
1: be dead. Is that basically the?
0: No, it could be alive. Oh, Sorry. okay. Let me say, yeah, could be alive. Just a real person.
1: Gotcha. Well, oh, you know what?
2: You know who I wish was my buddy? Uh, uh, uh now I can't remember his name. I haven't eaten yet today, so I have a oh, vocabulary of a approximately ball. thirty-six words right now. Uh, Stephen Fry. Great, hmm.
0: great, great, great!
2: I think he is just a fascinating person,
1: and he
0: seems like a great person. Just too. see, it just yeah, seems yeah, wonderful, a good, solid person. Just
2: seems wonderful.
1: Uh, I think it would be fun to hang out with Bill Murray.
2: Great. Good pick.
1: And that would be a And also, fantastic.
0: how much, how smug would you be if Bill Murray was like, you're my guy? Yeah. Because oh, you know God. he has discriminating like, tastes. Like if yeah. Bill Murray
2: answered your phone yes, calls. Yes. Yeah. yes. would be like, oh my you God. You know what? I'll
0: call him. He always takes my calls. Yeah. That'd be mm-hmm. the most insmuggling, not a real word. <laughs> it is and now. It is now. Do. Done. Okay. Final category. And it's so hot in here, you guys. Oh, so my thanks God. for putting up no with problem. that. That does not help the brain fire quickly. I know. Um, how about. uh... I'm just gonna go with it. I'm gonna say album that you, uh, three albums that you guys, un- unbeknownst to anyone else, you actually played a large participation in. Could be that you sang in it, played on it, inspired it, recorded it, produced it, whatever. But three albums that you're like, you didn't know that I had a hand in uh, hmm. Abbey Road or whatever.
1: <laughs> right. Well, we did have a hand in Abbey Road. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who- oh
2: God, Pink Floyd, The Wall.
1: Great. Oh, that you wish you had. I uh, got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it.
2: Got it. Uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Sides 2 and 3 specifically.
1: Uh, goodbye Yellow Brick Road.
0: Great. Love them both.
1: Uh, I think it's any Beatles. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, i to cheat and say the Red Album that has the compilation of all of their oh. early hits. Oh, Flevver, <laughs> nice <day. laughs> I want a hand in you all of that. greedy bastard. Yes, yes, I love I am. it. I'm, be- I'm, I'm Beatles greedy. I this love
2: will, it. Uh, uh, This will mean nothing to the vast majority of your listening audience, but uh, Stan Kenton and his orchestra live at Redlands University.
0: Beautiful. Mm. I don't, it doesn't mean anything to it me, is, but uh, I appreciate
2: and respect it. It's symphonic big band, basically, like sort of bombastic. Great. Big band, and it was the it was the style of music that our high school jazz band played. And it, nice. it was my life was about that kind of music yeah. for four
1: years. So. Oh, that's great. Um, it, it's going over the, some of the same territory, but wish you were here. Pink Floyd yeah. um, is is a very meaningful album to me. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, brr, Peter Gabriel. So oh, I'm right there with Which you. Which was also the first CD I ever purchased when I got a CD player. Me
0: too. That was like. <laughs> the soundtrack to several years of my life it feels mm-hmm. like oh my god it's there so is, good
2: there is i was gonna say there's not a clunker on that album but there's a couple of couple of weak links near the end like like what uh this is less? the picture isn't very i'm not a i'm not big on this is laurie the picture? Laurie, i mean laurie anderson is doing her laurie anderson thing and that's fine but it just doesn't fit on that album i know i don't i don't disagree with that
0: okay uh okay um this is tricky because usually only yeah, one yeah you and now one you gotta do two hand. of us um but I'm gonna just do I think I'm gonna do the same thing for both of you. Then I can just do a quick wa- quick okay. cross off. So cool. um this will be interesting because it's basically just gonna be whoever says stop first. Stop. All right. One, two, three, four. Okay. Um Aristotle, could you pause the recording for a second? I'm just gonna knock this out really quick. This is an app form. Okay, I got it. I know, mash app. Oh yeah. what totally. a great idea. Mash at home. That's a thing I won't do. Uh, <laughs> that is a wonderful idea. Uh okay. So, first off, uh, I'm going to congratulate you both on your, uh, on how you get around. Hmm. Because, Storm... You have a Colonial Viper. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's Not to you be wanted. outdone, you have an X-Wing. Of course I do. Yeah.
1: Matching. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well space done Bulls. for both yeah. of you.
0: A couple of Space Boys. Uh, I want to also congratulate you on your wonderful uh, eating choices. Um, whenever you want your first Taste of Peking duck. I am uh, so glad. Yeah.
1: I was. My, I, I had the telekinesis going. Yeah. To put that's that right. In in your, that's right. He actually your your made it happen here. I yeah. did. I yeah. moved reality. I
0: now I'm a believer. Mm-hmm. I now am a believer. It's just science, guys. It's just science. <laughs> uh, which means, of course, that you get to also have your wonderful experience at Maharaja. Oh, of course, you can take masala at all. Um, I want to congratulate you on your uh, ability to jump into Looney Tunes. Yes, Man. specifically Chuck's Looney Tunes. I, I,
2: pr- I promise not to abuse this power.
0: Um, and speaking of great power and great responsibility, the A team. Yeah, fighting wrongs. I'm, I'm going to be a noble, and right, noble up person. Down, I know you do.
2: Great. I know that you do love it when a plan comes together. Storm. I certainly do. So right? This is appropriate. But I ain't getting on that plane. <laughs> you ain't getting on that no plane. I ain't getting
1: on that
3: plane.
0: <laughs> um, okay, uh, listen. Amongst your many many skills that you guys already have, I want to uh, congratulate you on your ability to work uh, with robotics. Thank you. To build I I built master. you a robot.
1: Thank I you didn't much. want to spoil the surprise. I love a good
0: robot gift. Um, and then you tooling around in the car, fixing cars, fixing, <laughs> fixing, car right car. Not up, fixing cars. Not that useful now that you drive an X-wing. But uh, yeah,
2: well, I got to drive a car to my X-wing. right. <laughs> parking spot. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. Parking X-wing stuff, stable. Guys. Yes. Um, uh, you can also disappear into the world of Downton Abbey which also might be <laughs> a little bit Algonquin because it's both the twenties. Yeah there we go right? I can so hop yeah. you know, yeah, I, like, I can totally a hop bit of a bit back uh, and forth across the that.
2: pond
1: as they say.
0: Uh, and you know that that grants you full access to the world of happy days.
1: Oh that's uh, so awesome. This is the perfect this world. This is yeah, really working out and the very perfect well. world.
0: <laughs> this is going very well. <laughs> I am um, now
2: officially believing that this is a supernatural game. It is yeah. supernatural. All picking, yeah. picking almost Oh all by the way you both have
0: apartments in those places. So the happy days you call your apartments like above mills slash No your apartment's Above, above the Cunningham. The okay, there you go. Okay, so you got that you got you got the apartment. Yeah. And then your apartment is also somehow in the twenties in the I'm, I don't know. I would I would have a a, a penthouse yeah. suite in the Algonquin. Perfect. There perfect, you go. perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. Um uh what do I have left? I want to uh, oh, uh, probably having a great time talking about um you know, just nice to tell stories about the production of some of the most iconic albums uh, ever produced, including The Wall. So well, of well done in your participation on that. Thank you. And Goodbye, by Elbeck Road.
1: Some of my best work. Thank you.
0: Uh, if not your best, Maybe. Is, that, is that fair to say? Maybe. <clears throat> and then uh appreciated, I'm sure, by your friends and peers, Gilbert and Sullivan and Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. You're like, <laughs> that yes, would be the that is what That's we would right. Get. That would
2: be the greatest crime fighting team ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clever, charming and clever and grime <laughs> fighty. Um, and then uh, your beautiful companions through this marvelous, strange life you have. Betty from Archie. I live in the dream. <laughs> and Saffron from Firefly. Ooh. <laughs> she, she's gonna, but you know she's going to double
1: cross me and steal my X-Wing. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, she is. Uh-huh. But I can't help but, her. Her. I I help but love her. I cannot help but love her. Betty know. would
1: never steal my colonial viper.
0: <laughs> That's right. You're very, you're very safe, question mark. Um, guys, that'll do it. That oh, will do it for Match. You, you have a, a new album coming out.
2: It's out. It's out. Uh, it's out digitally. I'm an asshole. Um, oh, you're the worst. Uh, it's called that's Ball Pit. That's the name of
0: the show that I'm on that's airing on FX. So Hi-yo. thanks for the accidental
2: uh, pitch. Uh, who, who says it was accidental? God, we're good. Mm-hmm. Buzz God, marketing, we're good. guys. God, buzz, we're good. buzz, buzz, buzz. Uh, it's called Ball Pit. It is out digitally now. Uh, all places you can get digital music things.
0: Great, 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 great. Get on board, guys. Uh, we will be, uh, this comes out while we are at Comic-Con, so um, hopefully we'll see some of you there. Yay. And, uh And thanks again for doing the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. This was super fun. Bye. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi.